Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The AuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com fall is right around the corner and the leaves will begin to well fall nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters that's where inspect all pest services comes in they do gutter cleaning gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round and full gutter replacement in addition to gutters they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new Inspect all pest services. Call them today. 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, here it is, episode 120 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio, brought to us by Gorenstein and Watkins. You need a personal injury attorney? Well, they got a bunch of them, especially the Gorenstein and Watkins. They're like a tag team. Trial litigation attorneys, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, landlord, tenant disputes. They're your guys. GWTrial.com. 470-491-0808. Nader Tater Vader, the masturbator there in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Hola. Hola. Buenos dias. How y'all doing? Como estas? Good. Bien, bien. Oh, you had a little... Little tang on your slang. Listen, I know things. I know a little Espanol. Oh, uh, you can say, ooh, papi. Ooh, papi. Oh, my God. She sounds Mexican. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, there in the Zelensky Studios in Noonan, Georgia, it's the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher. Hello, B-Man. Hey there, everybody. All bundled up in his... In his Little fleece uh, blankie. And it his, looks warm. Georgia. It's blue's clothes. Georgia. Had this for like 20 years. Yeah. Nice. Wow. 
I had my blanket for 20 years, too. I got it from uh, Bahrain. I feel like we should pit, uh, give him a dollar. For what? <laughs> he just looks homeless. <laughs> he doesn't look homeless. <laughs> he just looks cold. He looks homeless. <laughs> and in the studio with me, the extremely lovely, the oh-so-vivacious Nikki D. Hello, Nikki D. Hello. How are y'all? I'm great. Hey, Pompey. No, 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 don't do that. That makes me feel really uncomfortable. I don't need to ask Nate what's uh, the biggest excitement in his life because I saw a post the other night from his wife and it's so stupid and so ridiculous, uh, but I got excited for him too because of my two visits there, it irritated the shit out of me. That when walking in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, you couldn't find a fucking trash can to save your life. And, yep. and I saw this post from your wife, and just this long post, like, oh my God, it had finally happened. The policia came down, they brought the trash cans. It's just, it, I get it. Like, I, I was like, that's stupid, but I get it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's nice. Our new mayor put in uh, like 260 new trash cans, so that's nice. Was that just like- around the city, you mean? Yeah, just like when you're walking around in the, on the streets and everything, because for some reason it's just really hard to find a trash can. I guess I, nobody, no business wants to pay for the service or something. But yeah, there was only hard. two places that I saw that I could throw away my trash when we're walking in Playa del Carmen. Uh, is one there was a legit pile of trash, which is not good, but it was yeah. just a pile of trash that you know. Now to the people's credit, they they made their own trash can without the walls. <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, so, but it was a pile of trash and you've got the stray cats and the dogs and that's not good. And then right there in the circle, there was a trash can, uh, but it, but it was full, like real full, but they had yeah. people cleaning. It was funny cause they have people that clean up the streets. They do a great job. It's very, very clean. Even without the trash cans, they have people cleaning up trash, but they don't have places to put the trash. Yeah, they're just like, throw it wherever, we'll get it later. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, is a street clutter with litter? It's it's actually a very clean city. I mean, extremely clean. Uh, and the people take pride in it. They they, 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 they they pick up after themselves, but there just wasn't a trash can. I'm excited. I'm going to go. I'm going to be going there soon. So finally, you're going to Chicago. I'm actually going to play Odell Carmen also for my birthday. Thank you. Well, no, no, no. I was going to say Chicago. Fucking relax, dude. Uh, <laughs> what I was going to say is Chicago is another one of those cities that's very, very clean. Chicago yeah. is one of the cleanest, if not the cleanest, largest city you'll ever visit. Well, at least in the United States. With the exception of the dead bodies. And that's yeah. Yeah. The shell casings on the ground. <laughs> right. And the needles. <laughs> Here's the thing. People which, being murdered there. W- when you go to Chicago, <laughs> talk to your Uber driver leaving the airport about that, and he'll tell you what the news doesn't tell you. Which is what? The people that get shot up in Chicago are on the east side, and it's all gang-related, and the police don't go in there, and they just let them kill themselves, each oh, other. Oh, wow. That's Everybody, anyone in Chicago will tell you the exact same thing. There's nothing wrong with the city. There's nothing wrong with the west side. There's nothing wrong with the north side. nothing wrong with the south side. It's only on the east side. It's on the east side of Chicago. That's the only place. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen anything like what everybody always talks about when I visited Chicago. It's a great city. You know, and and you, because you, you know, if you're just like when we give Nate a hard time, it's like, oh, the cartel gunned down people in Cozumel. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, you know, 
it's it's a one-off. You know, th- there's a chance I might be moving from Atlanta here in the upcoming future. And when I tell people that are close to me where I might move, they're all just like, oh my God, why would you move there? I'm like, have you fucking been in Atlanta lately? Like, I mean, <laughs> Atlanta's more dangerous than Chicago, the city at least. I mean, we're talking about the city of Atlanta. And even, there was a 77-year-old woman that got stabbed at her Buckhead house. By the way, if you don't know where Buckhead is, if you listen to this podcast, you're not from the area. It's a very highfalutin area of Atlanta because some kid was trying to break into her SUV and she went out and confronted him and he stabbed her. He didn't run like back in the day when you get caught. You run off. They don't run anymore. Mm-mm. The bad guys kill you. Yep. And they have mm-hmm. no, they, 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 they don't think twice about it. And they finally got the kid. Kid. He was a kid. You know, yeah. they did. Just like well, the, there wasn't it Atlantic Station, wasn't there something like that? A bunch of kids, like a big fight, and there was some gunshots and a kid was killed. Twelve year old. Yeah, twelve year old kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's why and there's always shooting at the malls and stuff. That's when people send me something here and it's like on the other side of the fucking country, and I'm like, Yeah, I mean you had a bunch of murders at the mall. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I got into a confrontation with this kid at my apartment complex last week. And and I didn't even think about it because I was just so angry. But after the fact, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have at least took something because I might have had to fight this kid. He probably, probably could have shot me or did anything to me. But I was just so mad. I didn't care. Yeah, it's just a different mentality. It's a different attitude. You know, young people are just willing to throw away their entire lives. Yep. Just to be right for one second when they're not. If they are, who cares? Doesn't matter. They've just taken a life. So they've ruined another family. Uh, They've ruined numerous people's lives by taking this life over what? Usually it's something like, okay, you're breaking, you're a criminal. I get it. Okay. Maybe you're forced into whatever. You're breaking into a car, but you got caught. When you get caught, you walk away. You run. I mean, the, the object now is not to be caught, caught. Yeah. Well, that's not the case anymore. They're like, oh, fuck you. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> Here you go. Slop, 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 slop. You know, just, yeah. just like the, uh, the, the guy that Rach uh, sold, he and his wife, their house in the city. And, you know, what they're trying to do is revitalize downtown Atlanta. You know, the bad parts of downtown Atlanta where the, the, the drug people have taken over, the, the pimps and the whores and all that. I mean, it's bad. You know, she has to go down there almost on a daily basis to sell these houses that they've uh, torn down and built back up. up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, and I'm like, you know, take your gun, you know, make She's always got her gun. Like, but still somebody could come up behind. I mean, it's, it's, it's very dangerous. I've gone down there with her a couple times. And here's the other thing is like, I've gone down there with her a couple times and there's one house where this old man refuses to sell. And in that house, he's got drug dealers and prostitutes. That's a fact. Um, but he refuses to sell it to the Atlanta police department. So, or the police foundation. And I parked, I remember the first day I parked in front of the house and I, you know, I was, I, she told me about it. We pulled up together. She goes, you know, this is this house and stuff. And I was like, well, do you ever have any problems? She's like, no, they're always very nice. There was two guys, you know, that would fit the stereotype of a thug sitting out on the, on the porch, on the patio. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, pull a nice truck up. I park, like, literally right in front of their house. You know, like, what are you doing? And I get out, and I look at them, and I said, hey, good afternoon, fellas. 
they were the nicest, most pleasant guys that I had talked to that entire week. I mean, they were like, <laughs> like, why? Why are you in such a bad way? Why are you doing the things that you do? You're like the nicest. Like, I want to come over and hang out with you. That's how nice they came off, right? It's just, it's just yeah. a weird world. But what I was saying is, Rach sold a house to uh, this gentleman and his wife that had to be relocated because they lost everything in a tornado or something. And I mean, they've, they've gone through some tough times and he's, he's APD, he's a cop. And, uh, and he sees on his camera that this kid is breaking into his car. I, I've told the story before he goes out there, confronts it. He just wanted to scare the kid off. I mean, he had his gun on him obviously, but he just wanted to scare him off. He didn't, wasn't going to arrest him. He didn't want to hurt him. He didn't want to shoot him or anything like that. He just was like, Hey man, just get out of here. This isn't, this isn't the house. The kid started firing his gun at him when he, when he got caught. That's what they're doing now. They're not running off. They are firing guns. They're trying to stab you. My friend was pumping gas maybe like a month or two ago, and these kids in broad daylight at a racetrack pulled up and tried to steal her car from her. Yeah. But she had her yeah. gun, and she told him, she was like, if you don't walk away, your mother's going to be burying you. And he still thought Damn. twice before he turned around and left. Mm-hmm. It's That's a pretty cold line. It's what? That's what she told him. That's a pretty cold line. That's a good one. <laughs> That's what she told him. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear that these kids are, are pussies and they, uh, the, you know, they need safe spaces anymore. These kids are assassins. I don't know what you're yeah. all talking about. <laughs> they are. I had a buddy in college. He was at a different college that uh, got in a fight one night. Um, I was not with him at the time, but... He got in a fight one night and uh, like a dumbass, he you know gets up close to the car, the car window, tenant windows, and he starts like hitting the car and this and that. Guy rolls down the window and he points a gun at him and he says, your choice. What do you want to do? Live or die? And uh, he goes, fucking shoot me. Like a tough guy, like being a tough guy. The guy never shot him, but I'm like, <laughs> why? Like what, was, like, what was the point? Why would you say that? Because it's in the movies. <laughs> I mean, now, granted, I remember it some 20 plus years later, you know, because it is a good story, I guess, because you're still alive. But if you would have said, okay, cool, boom, and shot you, the story would be told a lot differently. Like, what an idiot. Like, you had an option and you picked the wrong one. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so glad we can. Joke about murder and death and all that stuff. <laughs> Laugh about it. It's been long enough. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. And I can only imagine, you know, the guy that he was with was my closer friend. And I can only imagine what he was thinking. You know, it's like, dude, I'm right here. Like, why would you pick that? You Shouldn't you have talked to me about this option? Shouldn't we have talked together before you just go ahead and answer? <laughs> That's like really yeah. rude. <laughs> I need a ride home. What happened? (laughs) You can't just go pick to die. You can't pick that option without talking to me first. We're in this together. We're out together tonight. So this will be our, how do you you put it? Is this our last live show of the year? Is that, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just like on the station, you know, it'd be like, yeah, this is our last live show of the year before our little holiday break yeah we're we're going to uh for a couple weeks uh we're going to do the bs listener takeover so we'll have uh you two percenters kind of host the show i don't know if it's going to be exactly what you everybody's thinking when they say host they're not going to be doing what we're doing 
Um, I was hoping that they would come close, but I, I, not that I was trying to prove this point, but the point has been proven that it's a little bit harder said than done. Okay. <laughs> now I know I have so many subscription problems. Yeah. It was <laughs> following the instructions was, was a struggle with some people. It was very simple. You know, you say your name. If you have a company, you can pop your company and you pick your favorite episode and you talk about why it's your favorite episode. That was it. Well, it was, that was a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like introing segments and episodes for the most part. Than, and there were some, yeah. there were some that Nate's just going to have to work some magic uh, because they were just <laughs> funny just to get them in. Um, but uh, you know, so you'll get some of the older episodes, uh, the older interviews and, and, and all that stuff that you might've forgot about. Um, and, and like, I, I don't know whether to apologize for this or not, uh, but you know, one of the first pieces of advice I got when, when I start, started this project um, from, from Tom and Dan, Dan mainly, um, Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan, their podcast, is Daniel's like, you don't take vacation because you can record. I was like, well, that makes sense, you know, because you can record. Now, we kind of, we're not overly topical, like, to the day. I mean, we do that on purpose, so the episodes make sense. I mean, we're not doing a daily podcast where it's today. This is what's happening. Um, that's the the number one thing I miss about radio is the live interaction and the you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this is coming from a guy that was on the air um, during the first Gulf War, or the second Gulf War, and you know it was the shock and all. And I was on the air when it did. I broke into a song and said we are at war. You know, I mean. Stuff, not that I encourage war, but what I'm saying is that live factor is, is, is an adrenaline rush. Um, so we don't have that, but we all got to rest our brains and, you know, yes, we can take equipment with us and do kind of, but there is a lot of work that goes into this, not just on the days that we record. Uh, so I hope that you guys understand, you know, I feel a little guilty. I'm not going to lie. I do. I feel guilty. I should not feel guilty. Rach told me I should not feel guilty. You guys will probably tell me I should not feel guilty. Definitely shouldn't feel guilty. <laughs> but I do, when I'm not working, I feel guilty. And so the next couple of weeks are going to be a struggle for me to 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 do something. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you shouldn't feel guilty because normally, you know, any other job or career or whatever you, you take time off during the year we've taken zero days off wherever we're on vacation or you know we're at a, a family birthday or whatever like we've made it work you know whatever day it is wherever we're at so we've taken no days off all year so i don't think it's that as big of a deal and they're still getting content every day that a lot of people joined later and didn't hear the early episodes so i think some people will really enjoy it here's the thing is my makeup and, and Rach tells me, she, she showed, we're having this conversation the other day. She says, for your New Year's resolution, this is what you should do. And I said, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I'm anti-New Year's resolutions. I've always said it, you know, I don't want to say what I normally say because I know you guys probably have New Year's resolutions, so I don't want to say you're weak-minded. But I just think <laughs> New Year's resolutions, if you're going to do something, just fucking do it today. You don't have to wait till New Year. But anyway, each into their own. But she says, for your New Year's resolution, you should fix, try to fix this, especially if you go back to terrestrial radio, <clears throat> is to be able to work and not be stressed. Agreed. Uh, well, I know you, you should agree because she's correct. But the, the problem is, 
and, and it's not just me, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or not, but there is a makeup of certain people like myself that feel they're not working hard enough unless they're overly stressed. It doesn't make any sense, probably. It sounds ridiculous, but if I'm going to be absolutely uh, truthful with you, that's how I am. Like, I have to have so many things going on at one time in order to feel like I'm accomplishing something. And if I don't accomplish at least something every day of my life that makes my life, whether professionally or personally, uh, mainly professionally, move in a, a forward motion, then I feel like I failed that day. I agree with you because that is exactly your makeup and you put that on the people around you also because sometimes I feel like I have one million things to do and I don't even want one million things to do. But, yeah, so I agree with you 1,000%. But on the flip side of that, you have to realize that what we do here is fun. And I have told you, Nate has told you, since we've been doing this, how you even work is completely different. I know. And it's fun. It is. We have fun doing this. We do. So, you know, if you go back to radio, just keep your same fun formula. Oh, well, fine. we know why we weren't having fun <laughs> at that radio station towards the, I mean, there, there were, there were, there were days, you know, throughout the whatever eight years that we did have fun. I mean, there were far and few between more in the earlier days, but we all know, especially the last year or two, why we were not having fun. Uh, you know. And it's, you know, it's a couple different people in particular. It's just that's why. We, <laughs> but the days that when it was us, we had a blast. We did. We had a blast. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, based on what you said right now about you and how you view things and having to do things, I agree with Rachel. Like, just don't start stressing yourself. Just shh, take it easy. Well, we'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. See what I can do. This has been a great year. It really has. I mean, I haven't been in here the whole year. I've been a part of this for most of it, but I, I've had a lot of fun. I think it's been great. So, and I think you've done a great job. I told you that. Pat yourself on the back. Well, I think we all did a great job. Yeah. I mean, for what we, you know, it really kind of clicked when I got that 2022 Spotify unwrapped um yeah that is so cool people keep tagging me in those on, on my instagram and i i repost <clears> them and i'm like wow this is neat yeah i mean to to see from Sp spotify what we accomplished <laughs> and i can go through them we created thirty-eight thousand one hundred and forty-one minutes of new content that's more than 99 percent of other creators in the comedy category wow Look at there! You're almost at the number one spot. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. More that the more than ninety nine percent of other creators, more than ninety, we created more content on Spotify than more than ninety nine percent of the other podcasts. We're like Germex in comedy. <laughs> yeah, in the comedy category. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but which is great because there's a ton of comedians that have podcasts. We just created you know, more like content. Yeah. Yeah, so we're uh, we're killing it. Uh, can you guess the number one episode? Was it episode twenty five, the BS Boot Daddy, Brandy Britton, and something else, which was January seventeenth? Episode thirty one of the BS, the Olympics, Pete Evick, and then something else, February seventh. 
or was it episode 21, the BS New Year's Eve? Uh, I th- this is the WWE. I don't know. That was Royal Rumble, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Could've, that could have been Bubba Ray. Yeah. No, no, it was the listener that we that oh, we yeah. either sent or were supposed to send with that lady. It was a crossover from the radio station. It was uh God, what was that guy? Do you remember that guy's name? Oh Lane? yeah, I know who you're talking he, about. We had him on and then we had the, the girl on and then we we followed up on the date and everything. Okay. Well that was January third, twenty twenty two. Which one was the number one episode out of those? I think Brandy. Uh, the Brandy one. Yeah, Brandy. That was her first mm-hmm. appearance since being on the radio show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I got drunk and DM'd her on Instagram. <laughs> that's right. Because we had, none of us had talked to her at that time. Yeah. yeah. She, she just, wasn't answering anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kind of just wanted to be on her own. So we got the scoop. Uh, we were heard in 26 countries. Top five, United States, Panama, Canada, Qu- Kuwait, and the United Kingdom. Let's go, Kuwait. So it means Nate's not doing his job of spreading the word in Mexico. <laughs> they don't understand any of you fucks. I'm about to say, do they even understand English in Kuwait? <laughs> oh, I speak Kuwaiti. Oh, I speak Kuwaiti. Kuwaiti. Well, Kuwaiti. <laughs> uh, your podcast was in the top 5% most shared globally. That's another really cool statistic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Top 5% most shared globally. That's so cool. What percentage of your listeners follow your podcast? What does that mean? Like, like yeah, uh, when you, when you put you click the little bell, so you're following it, you get notifications. Oh, rather than just like going to our podcast and pl- press and play. Your options are forty percent, twenty percent, or sixty-two percent. Sixty-two. That is correct, Brandon. Sixty-two percent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Look at this college man. You're in the top 5% most followed podcast. That's great. Uh, 76% of your listeners discovered you in 2022. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because we start at the end of 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just threw that up there anyway. And then uh, they had the, we did 493 episodes, 26 countries. We reached 26 countries. Uh, We did 38,100 minutes. And we were up 999% hours. <laughs> That's wow. just because it was new, though. So, uh, But how cool was that? Isn't that neat? Yeah, it's really cool. I'm trying to figure out how many days that is, like days of content. Those are very great statistics. And we could not have those statistics without everybody that's listening right now that participated, that download, that believed in the vision. And the reason why I say you, and it's a us because everybody involved, I came in a little bit later, but it's, it's because of the vision that you have, because of the drive that you have, because of everything that you put into it. Like I, I couldn't have sat down and came up with all this stuff to do and put it all together. And you did all of our imaging. I remember when I first um, did my podcast and came over here, you did all the imaging, you put it like you did all of like the legwork to get this thing up and running is what I'm saying. So if you didn't have the drive that you have, you, it wouldn't be here and we wouldn't be in a 99 percentile. That's because most people that's doing podcasting, they're just doing a little bit. They're just putting out something, a 30 minute podcast once a week where we're doing seven days of content. Nobody's doing that. No. Well, that, that's the other thing is 
There was a study that was done recently by a company, more or less a radio company, but radio is you know sucking on the the teat of the podcast world, no doubt. And they talked about how many podcasts are actually out there, like a well over a million, but how many are dormant is a huge percent uh, tile. Like it's just ridiculous. I mean, meaning that somebody had started a podcast and it still lives on whatever platform, but just, they don't do anything with it. And, and I understand like, why should you, I mean, you created the content, it can live forever uh, on whatever platform you have. You shouldn't take it off. I get it. But there are those out there. So unlike radio where, you know, there's not a dormant radio show, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's like, well, we're, we're, this is the placeholder for, uh, you know, up and at them in the morning, but they don't show up to work. So this is just stuff from 10 years ago, you know, um, now there might <laughs> well, be, a sta- there are, they there do might- like archived shows, don't they? Well, there might be a station here soon that just is playing stuff like that. I think, <laughs> I think radio, <clears throat> I think radio moving forward will, and I really think if they're smart, they'll they'll do this. Not every radio station, but especially radio stations in smaller markets. You know, there there still is a time, but there was a time when the smaller market radio stations they just fired everybody, and they're like, "Well, why should we have some shitty local talent that doesn't know how to do radio well when we can have the biggest shows in the country and just pipe them in?" So they do that. Right. And then they're like, well, and it's going to cost us, you know, we don't have to pay for the insurance and we don't do all this other stuff. So they do that. Same with voice tracking, you know, uh, Lindsay, the midday girl at the, the, the rock station. And she's in my opinion, one of the best midday girls in the rock genre in the country, former rock station or former rock station. But I would put Lindsay Marie up against any midday girl in the country in the rock format and I would put my money on Lindsay any day of the week and twice on Sunday and sleep like a baby just because she's that good. And she loves what she does, loves what she does. So the station goes kaputs. So from what I read on her social media, they're still going to allow her to voice track in different markets. They're not paying her much to do that. They feel like, Oh, you're lucky to be in radio, but I get it from the radio aspect of it. You get a top tier talent that. And it only takes 20 minutes to do a four-hour show because I've done it before. I mean, I sat there and I'd do a four. I, I've always tracked a four-hour morning show in like 30 minutes. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, if you know what you're doing, it's really, really simple. Uh, so, you know, and, and you get, you're not getting paid what you think you should get paid, but radio saves money. You get a few dollars in your pocket. You get your name out there. You are on the radio. There is something to be said about that. Blah, blah, blah. What I think moving forward is going to happen because there's so much content in the podcast world, radio is going to start taking podcast content and putting it on their radio station, especially for talk stations, weekend shows. and the Like what we do is better than probably 90% of some of the personality radio that's on terrestrial radio. Yeah, true that. Really is. Uh, you know, just sorry, it is. You could pay us a fraction of what you would pay us if we were in the studio to put this show or Taylor make a show for your radio station. And you don't have to pay for insurance. We don't have to live there. I mean, all that good stuff. 
And I know that's what I would do if I were running a radio station, especially the former rock station, what they're doing now. I think they're going to take the former talent, you know, because some of them have podcasts and whatnot, and they're just going to put it on there. I don't think that's a horrible idea, uh, to be honest with you. I think it's actually a pretty smart idea. You save money because I know you guys don't have any. You're not bringing in any talent. It's all going to be pumped in. Um, you know, your your revenue is in the shitter. So mm. so do that if you're going for the nostalgia factor. Yeah, and I mean, like, kind of like, not exactly, but similar to what Tom and Dan did. They left the radio station to do their podcast uh, exclusively, and then the radio station invited them back to do kind of a, a dumbed-down version of that show on the radio. Um, not necessarily repurposing it, but they, they saw the success of their podcast and were like, shit, we need these guys back. We'll give them a little spot on here. And they fought that. Like, I mean, they were like, no, we're not doing it, <laughs> but they made a joke about it. They call it a corporate time with Tom and Dan. Like they sold, yeah. like they sold out, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh um, yeah, totally. I think, it, I think it's uh, I think it's very, very funny. So as far as New Year's resolutions, I, I was also having this conversation with uh, Nick Morris. Uh, he's one of our sponsors with all, uh, inspect all pest services. And he's, he's got the same makeup as I do. That's a hardworking guy right there. You know? And I was like, is it, is it me that unless you're stressed, you're not doing anything? He's like, no, dude. So that's why I don't have any hair. Because like, <laughs> I'm stressed all the time. Uh, but as far as new year's resolutions go, Nate, you're a new year's resolution guy. I believe. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, we're just gonna, okay, what were we going to do? We're going to try to, I mean, Sounds silly, but travel a little bit more, like explore a little bit more Mexico (laughs) and then, um, and then also work on our Spanish a little bit more. Now we've been here for a while and kind of got our lifestyles, uh, settled in. You need to go. I don't, uh, I don't remember the name of the place. I think it starts with a C it's South of Mexico city. It's Southeast of Mexico city. Chiapas. Uh, Yes. It's, have you been there? No, I haven't. Okay. (laughs) It's on my list. There's, uh, a, a, a guy, I don't know what his title is, if he's an archaeologist or what, he was on Rogan uh, years ago, but he's got a Netflix documentary. Um, it's it's not Ancient Aliens, but it's like Aliens of Ancient or something like that. But he's... Oh, yeah, is it like Ancient Apocalypses or something yes, like that? and he is like the anti... Uh, uh, like mainstream science guy. Right, exactly. I mean, not, not like he's like conspiracy theory, but he doesn't go into like, he doesn't believe in like the kind of the mainstream science ideas. But in this documentary, they go to that place in Mexico and they say that there is proof that the uh, first humans actually came from there. I believe that was it. Like yeah. the, the, his whole thing is that what science says about how old we are he says is false and he goes throughout this documentary to prove it going to places that archaeologists refuse to study or research even more you know even the city of atlantis he goes in and he's he does there's a a a road underwater that you can see because the water is so clear that it was a pathway to atlantis and the science world just says no they're just rocks it's like no they're not rocks because they're all symmetrical and they're leveled and they've been leveled by foundation stones. Like he takes a camera underneath and there are stones of different sizes that lift these rocks up off of the ground. That doesn't happen in nature, right? 
Right. Nature doesn't make 180 degree rocks. So, uh, so it's actually very fascinating. So that was one of the places that he goes to and he talks about, uh, the Mayan culture and how they're much older than what we believe they are. Oh, wow. Oh, is it, uh, Cholula? Yes. Cholula. Cause it sounded like something I'd order at Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like a Chalupa. <laughs> yeah. Huh? It's the hot sauce. It was the hot sauce. That's right. Cause Rach goes, Oh, it's the hot sauce place. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, the hot yeah, sauce place a, with the wood, uh, little top one. Yeah. Yeah. The little screw lid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's some, some ruins there. I, I don't, I haven't seen the show yet, so I don't really know exactly what they're talking about, but yeah, there's like uh there's one of the, the Mayan pyramids there and some different ruins. So yeah, that'd be interesting. I have to watch that. Yeah. He talks about the pyramids and how everybody just equates pyramids with Egypt, but he's like, he takes you to this pyramid there and what's left of it. And he's like, okay, so this is very similar to the pyramids in Egypt. So you trying to tell me that they were communicating from Mexico to Egypt on how to build these pyramids, or they just coincidentally came up with the same idea or did somebody help them, you know, or like, you know, so there's a lot of what ifs that go along with it. It's very, very interesting. Oh, that's cool. So Nate wants to, travel more i don't know if that's possible i know right (laughs) (laughs) every time i see his social media he's i mean even if he's outside he's traveling somewhere right (laughs) yeah like i went down to the 7-eleven i went somewhere (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we mainly we want to get better with our spanish okay so you want to learn you got to get uh, rosetta stone yeah, it, we need more. We're good with like reading it and and speaking it pretty much. You know, I'm not like, you know, fully fluent or anything, but just kind of hear it. My, my thing is, it's like if I see the word, like I, I generally can know what it is. But if I'm it's hard for me to hear it because they, they're speaking so fast and I'm still pretty new to to conversational stuff. So, yeah, I want to get a little bit faster. I can appreciate you wanting to learn Spanish better since you live in Mexico. But here's another idea. Okay. This is the opposite, and nobody ever does this. Why don't you teach them how to speak English and then charge them? So not only do you have an, <laughs> not only do you have a job where you're getting money, you're making friends, and you don't have to learn a whole new language. And they need to learn English, so they look stupid when they're trying to talk to you instead of you looking stupid when you're trying to talk to them. That's right. Go to their country well, and make them learn your language. That's right. That's yeah. what we do. We take over. We take land. Well, at least in my area, like 95% of them speak English. So I don't think they're going to be needing me anytime soon. And I don't even know how to teach somebody English. I barely speak English. <laughs> well, you start out with the alphabet. If you ever watch a movie, you're teaching English. You start the other. Then you do the different sounds that the letters make. Ah, A, B, K, D, E, F, you know, and then you sound all the same. And then, and then, every, and then every, everybody in the class has to go, you know, it's like, all right, Pedro, can you do that? He's like, oh, uh, you're like, okay, it's more of a, k, k, oh. no, not a, wha, a J, not a, wha, it's a J, 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 not, wha, wha. you know, so that's what you got to do. That'd be your first two weeks. Okay. That's a couple hundred bucks, hopefully. Yeah, you'd make a couple, you make some good money there. <laughs> I'd make like $4, probably. Brandon, your New Year's resolution to get what? Running water in your house? Maybe? Uh, that We'll save that for next year. I'm, uh, I'm going to try and join the YouTube partner program. It's going to be my resolution. What, what is that? Uh, it's where YouTube pays you to post videos. Oh, okay. That's close. How do you do? How do you get on that? 
You got to have a a thousand subscribers and either four thousand watch hours of regular videos or ten million short uh, views in ninety days. Oh shit! That was so easy. Yeah. (laughs) Have you gotten? Just kidding. Uh, No, I'm at a I'm at like a million for the past uh, sixty days. So I got to bump my numbers up. Remember when Brandon used to help out the show? Like with stuff like that. Remember those days? Remember when he was all excited? He's like, oh, I can do this on YouTube. I can do this on TikTok. I remember I'm just such a big deal on TikTok. I post pictures of plants and I get a million views and stuff like that. Remember he was going to do all that stuff for the show? Remember those days? That was like early. God, that was early 2022. That was really long time ago. Hey, I don't know what's happening. It's doing good on my channel and the videos. I mean, I think the number one video is still the one I did. So I guess I knew what I was doing at some point. Well, I'm not saying you don't know what you're doing. I'm just saying that I thought you were going to take those talents of knowing what you're doing <laughs> to help the show. That was my point. Not well, turns so. out people turns out people like to watch uh, plants grow more than us talk. Apparently, <laughs> I guess that's fine. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to have more subscribers for our YouTube channel. We have gotten a nice uptick lately and we get decent views, you know, but I, I don't know if it, I don't know the algorithm with YouTube, like the more content, the better. Cause I feel like we put so much content up there that if, you know, X amount of people are subscribing, do they watch it all? I don't know. I'm not a big YouTube guy unless I need to be. So it's not like I'm yeah. stuck on YouTube. Yeah, I feel like there's certain people that, you know, like I have friends that they're that's all they do. They don't watch TV. They just watch YouTube channels and videos and stuff. But I, I kind of only go on YouTube if I'm looking for something. I'm not like there daily oh, watching yeah. different shows and stuff. So I think there's a certain type of person that's a YouTuber or a watcher. I will tell you, I enjoy YouTube TV very much so. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that's Me too. very, very cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't scroll on YouTube. I used to, but I, I don't anymore, so. I think it's kind of the kids that's on there now. The kids. The kids. You're not a kid anymore. Nope. No. You're old as shit. I'm a big kid now. Huh? What's your New Year's resolution? So last year for my birthday, I received this brand new Ninja. I've never opened it. I've never taken it out of the box. So what I plan to do this year is open it, take it out of the box, and I want to start smoothing or juicing or, or something like that because I have to change my body type, and I'm very committed to doing that. Now, I started it in, like, October or something, and I was doing good, and then I fell off. So I'm going to program my brain and mm-hmm. get my willpower going, yeah. and I'm going to open this machine up, and I'm going to start my smoothie juicing regiments. And my goal is by March to have lost at least 40 pounds. It's a great goal. You can do it. I just don't know if you have the willpower to do it. It's all about willpower. I know it is. It's just you don't have the intestinal fortitude. I'm going to do it. You do, I'm going to do you it. You show I'm up. in my mind to it. You show up with McDonald's often to my house. And I don't show up often. Mm. You saw me twice. You show up with the uh, sugary coffee drinks. You can't do that. I know that. Oh, then why do you do it? Okay, I just told you that I'm going to reprogram my brain. Oh, but you need to I'm wait till right. January of 2023. No, I'm do. just starting back That's over on, in like. January because I already know that Christmas I'm going to eat again. So I got to start over not eating and getting myself. Why do you got to eat during Christmas? Because I'm doing a seafood spread. Okay, well, why do you got to do a seafood spread? Because that's what I'm going to eat. Yeah, but don't. Start your start your whatever it is now. Right it's today. easier to keep up with your progress if you start at the number one. No, that's called an excuse. Nope. 
Nothing good starts with X. It's not an excuse. Xanax, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. Excuse ex-user. doesn't even start with an X. It E-X. starts with an E. Yeah, I, you look confused. You are correct. It does. It's E-X. Xylophones are cool. I'm trying to my mind like. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It wasn't an English test. It was just a joke. Just sure. Uh, do you, can, do you want help? I feel like you will pressure me too much. I am. I'm going to be on your ass. <laughs> I don't that's that, but that's see, that's what people in that situation need. You, you do need an accountability partner. Yes, but not a pressure partner. I'll be your accountability partner. But how are you going to be it? I'll be like, you have not lost any weight this week. I can tell that right now. <laughs> <laughs> like my grandma every time buddy. i see her she says good lord you're just getting fatter and fatter you know once you older you get it's gonna be hard to get that weight off i'm like hi grandma so great to see you too i've missed you oh my gosh well just be no ca- one's called me fat in a year just just be careful not to get sucked into i mean that's great that you're gonna open up your ninja and you're gonna make smoothies and uh, the smoothies are not the best thing in the world for you because it just depends on what you put in there. I mean, it's very simple. No carbs or light carbs or good carbs and no sugar or light sugar or yep. good sugar. Yep. It's really those two things and exercise. You've got to exercise. You've got to do something. What do I, can I walk? You can walk. Walking's great for you, but you have to, you have to get your metabolism going. You have to get a sweat going. You can't just, you know, like, oh, I did my walk today. I walked all the way to the pantry and got a Snickers bar. <laughs> no, I mean walking for real. I had started walking and and then I fell off. So the pro the only pro- I like walking. All right, but I the like the problem with walking is it takes a long time. <laughs> like, you know, with with people that say I don't have time to work out, you don't hear them go. Well, instead of working out, I'm going to walk because it'll take you a good hour. To burn something, to get some type of, you know, you know, sweat going, right. it, you know, versus like getting on a Peloton for 20 minutes or 25 minutes in a high intensity type of workout or something like that. I don't have a Peloton, so I got to, I got to do what I got to do. And I'm not going to go to the gym. Why not? Because I don't want to waste money on a gym membership that I know I'm not going to go. Well, t- then you go. <laughs> I mean, like, don't waste your money. It- I don't even know what to do with the gym. Why am I going to go to the gym and do what? I'll take you with us. I, 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 Rach and I go together all the time. I love working out with her. I think I think it's a great thing for couples to do. Nate and Alexis, uh, well, your, your wife runs a lot, right? She doesn't necessarily go to the gym. Yeah, we used to go together when we were there, but now she runs outside. And I, I mainly go to the gym just for the sauna, but... But yeah, we used to it. It was good. It was fun. Oh, my, my, our next house, I'm putting in a sauna. When I was sick, yeah. I saunted it up and it was a lifesaver. Saunas are great. Oh, yeah. I forgot how great oh, yeah. saunas are. Yeah. I said it five times a week for like five years now. Did, did I, did I forget to tell you guys the sauna story? Did I tell I you never this? Heard it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> when I was sick, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was sick, I, uh, at our gym, they've got a sauna. And I told Rachel, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I need to go into the sauna to help clear my sinuses and stuff. So I hadn't been in a sauna in years. I mean, years, like decades. I had not been in a sauna. But my head of sauna is, you know, you take your clothes off, you know, you put a towel on and you go in, right? You're not going in with your clothes on. You, you take all your clothes off. So I'm at the gym. I'm in the locker room. And there's nobody really in the locker room. So I take off all my clothes. And I put my towel on, I put my flops on 
And I walk into the sauna, and when you open, when I open up the door to the sauna, all the steam kind of came at me. It was like a, like I was a wrestler going to the ring, and there was like you know all this <laughs> smoke or something. So I couldn't see anything in front of me. Was the point? And I get in, and I kind of, and it's a, it's a good size sauna, and I kind of wade through this fog, and I start to see faces, and it, the the sauna was off the chain dude i mean it was slammed there was like six people in this thing and i didn't and like i saw one guy and then i see another guy it's like going through the woods and not realizing that there's an owl staring at you in the tree because it's camouflaged you know so it's like hey dude what's up what's up and they're all clothed they're all clothed they all have like clothes on fully dude. clothed fully in clothed sauna? I- I think you're supposed to say so you sweat more, right? You got your, your sweatpants on and your hoodie and you really sweat it out. Yeah, but then all your clothes are going to get overly sweaty too. But I, I don't know. I just uh, I always thought you go into a sauna with a towel on. But anyway, there's one guy. He had his uh, AirPods in. He was on the phone, which was really annoying. And then there were two other guys that were having like this bro bro conversation and i walk in and like in the middle of it one of the guy who i've seen work out all the time he just stops the conversation he gives me a pound he's like what's up man welcome like what (laughs) he's like welcome welcome to the club (laughs) welcome to the club so I, i go find a seat by myself in the corner and i'm sitting down and i'm watching and then like Next thing I know, there's a guy next to me, like literally like right. I didn't even see him. He was like right next to me, fully clothed and just looking on his phone. And I look up and we catch eyes. He's like, what's up? Like, what's up? (laughs) This is weird. This whole thing is weird. I got to get out of here. (laughs) I met some cool people at the sign of me and my homegirl had went um, earlier in the year. And it was the same scenario. We walked in there. It was this lady in there, her mom. And there was this older um, white guy in there who was trying to give me some of his water because I was hot. So so like, it was a mixed sex sauna. Yeah. And he's like, you want to drink some of my water? And I was like, no. <laughs> you want to smell this chloroform? No. You want to smell this dirty rag? Before I put this rag up to your face, have you ever had 12 and a half inches before, ma'am? Here, taste this roofy colada. Uh, you're not going to remember a thing, but I do need to ask you, do you like it in the butt? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> uh, so you want to lose some pounds, some LBs. Yes, I want to lose some pounds. Okay. You know, DDP can help out with that, that yoga that he does. It's good. You know, when he came and he was describing it and all that, I'm like, that sounds interesting. I feel like I can do it. But he is so intense. I never even spoke up or said anything to him about it because I'm like, I think he might be too intense. Well, you don't have to go there. Actually, his performance center is uh, not really a thing anymore, from what I understand. But, you know, you just get the app. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking about, getting his app and doing the little at-home stuff. The stuff he had the guy doing, the 600-pound guy. Yeah, I mean, I was just at his Christmas party last weekend. And, you know, a lot of people that do the DDP yoga are there. And, I mean, you hear the stories of, you know, like Jake the Snake Roberts and... Scott Hall rests, uh, rest, uh, rest in peace when he was alive. And, you know, um, you know, Chris Jericho does DDP yoga. I mean, Chris is, uh, 50, maybe a little over 50 and in amazing shape. <clears throat> a lot of that, well, it is dieting and, and the yoga and stuff like that. I mean, these guys aren't going to the gym and, and trying to get muscles anymore. I mean, those days are kind of long gone, especially for the older guys. Um, but it's about flexibility and eating right. right. There, there was a guy, <clears throat> 
there was a guy there. I, I didn't know him. I never met him. I, I mean, I said hi to him, but and he was you know part of going to Dallas's Christmas party because he's a big Christmas guy. Is that you have to dress Christmassy? If you don't dress Christmassy, he won't let you in. Like so, you have to dress Christmassy. And so, some people go over the top. And this one guy was wearing like a um, a singlet of Christmas, like a Christmas singlet. It was kind of funny. And I mean, he wasn't a jacked dude by no stretch or anything. Well, I guess he used to be like 50 or 60 pounds heavier Hmm. and he's lost all this weight. The only reason I know that is because I was tagged in a picture with him in it and I clicked on his profile and his entire Facebook profile is him doing DDP yoga. Um, He was just extremely overweight, unhealthily overweight. And he does that. But, you know, you can... One of the issues that people have, including myself, I mean, I, I've been working out since I was 12 years old, so I would be considered a gym rat. Nate's very much the same way. I I love going to the gym. I, I, I just, I like everything about it. I like the ritual of going to the gym. I'm not going to the gym to lift 315 pounds. I'm not going to the gym to do any of those types of things. I just like being in the gym and doing my workout. But with that being said, is I get bored easily by doing certain things. You know, we had a trainer not that long ago and he liked to do five sets of 20. Now that's great for you. It really, really is. Uh, you know, high reps, low weights, a lot of sets. I get bored after three sets and I want to move on and do something different. It's just like, it's just my makeup. You have to be comfortable with whatever it is you're doing. If you're doing it, if you're forcing whatever it is, yoga, Peloton, walking. Then you're going to fall off. You're going to fall off. Yeah. You're going to be so uninterested. It's not even funny. So you can't tell somebody, oh, you want to lose weight. You've got to go to the gym. That's the only way to do it. That's not true at all. I know. You know, Um, but if you're not used to it and you've never done it, uh, especially for women, I dated a girl that was in great shape um, and she wanted to get in better shape. And I was always in the gym and she wouldn't go to the gym with me because she said that she was embarrassed. I was like, what are you embarrassed? You're, I mean, you're not, you're, you're beautiful. And she was like, I, because I don't know how to do anything. I'm like, well, I can yeah, teach you. So a lot of people don't go to the gym because they don't know how to work out. Me either. I don't know how to work out, but I don't want to go learn. I mean, you, I could walk in the gym and some guy be like, oh, I'll teach you how to do this. I'm like, get out of my face. Those are the people I have the most respect <laughs> for in the gym. <laughs> Those people that are overweight, that you can tell never worked out that are either doing it themselves properly or with a trainer, those are the people I have the most respect for. Not the guy that's jacked and juiced. The the, the people that are late to the gym, you know, late in life to the gym. I have the utmost respect for those individuals. And I'm tired. So you know what I already know? I'm going to go in there to the gym and people are going to be like, okay, do this and do that. And then I'm going to be tired and not be able to breathe. But just push. Like, come on. I can't breathe. I don't want everybody looking at me. Not be able to breathe. I don't want to do it. You're making up excuses. Again. I'm not making up excuses. That's what your New Year's resolution should be. You what? should you should have one excuse a month, and that's it. <laughs> I don't have excuse. Why? You know, you I'm going to start it. Here, here's the thing. You know how people have swear jars? Yeah. I'm going to make an excuse jar. For me? Yeah. Every time you make an excuse, you have to put a dollar in it. <laughs> I don't have a dollar. Well, you better get some dollars going into 2023, <laughs> making it like a fucking strip club up in this bitch. <laughs> Because every time you have an excuse, I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna do some imaging. I'm gonna do an excuse buzzer, and you're gonna have to put something in that jar. Okay, then what are you gonna do to help me? I just offered. I'll take you to the gym. I don't have time to go to the gym. 
You make time. When? Whenever. I don't know when you make time. <laughs> That's your schedule. You have to tell me. <laughs> I don't know when you could make it. That was like $3 right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 2023, I'm not going to have to buy a can of dip at all. <laughs> A <laughs> free dip for life with this bit. Um, or at least go, you know, find time and go uh, for a couple weeks, you know, or, you know, a handful of times so I can teach you how to do certain things. At the gym. Yeah. Rachel's the same way. She doesn't know what to do in the gym when she goes. So when we go together... You know, I don't put her through some, you know, don't get right. it twisted. I'm not going through some rigorous workout. First there. things like, first, I'm going to go order me some cute workout clothes. Got to have the cute workout clothes. Get it, God, get it figured out. I'm not going to pay for a gym membership. I don't go get me some clothes. God, I got to get the clothes first. <laughs> God, for, God forbid you don't go into a gym without cute clothes on. So I'm going to go get me a pair of $150 Lulu leggings. I'm going to get eight of those. And, uh, you know, got to have those. And I get the $75 tops to go with them and match it and. Are you going to do the midriff stuff? No, my stomach's fat. I know. It doesn't bother a lot of women. No, I'm not reason. doing that. <laughs> I'm just getting the the um, the pants that come a little bit past your knee. Three quarters. Yep. And then the shirt that come down, cover up my stomach, but a little bit of my arm. Mm -hmm. Those. I'm getting those. Okay. So you already know. You got workout.com. It's got all the fitness clothes for yep. you. Okay. Special Nikki D fitness attire. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You should get uh, shirts that when they you sweat through them, it has a, a message for you, like, I'm trying. Or, <laughs> That's my biggest like, issue. I don't sweat. So it's very hard for me to even sweat. Well, that's what you have to get to. To the I can make you sweat. Yeah. I can make you sweat. I can make hey, you sweat, baby. baby. The rhythm mm, take control. control. Let the music move. Sweat. Sweat. That'll be our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a boombox and we'll walk in. Sweat. The rhythm sweat. take control. Let the rhythm move you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I met uh, Buff uh, Bagwell, Marcus Buff Bagwell, at uh, DDP's party. Uh, the former professional wrestler, you guys know. Yeah. Him? yeah. Oh yeah. What did he say? He he was awesome. I mean, the guy's. I mean, gone through hell. You know, he. Uh, we're gonna have him on the show next year. So we swapped information and stuff like that. But so Dallas is uh, is it has produced this show. It's a reality show, but it's not. You know, it's not about the drama and all that stuff. It's, you know, Dallas is, is a remarkable human being. He really does want to help people. Uh, and so he made this show called Change or Die. And it's all shot and produced, and they're going to try to sell it. And I'm, I have no doubt that it'll get picked up, you know, by Netflix or somebody. Because it's a very well-produced show. His, his crew, led by Steve, uh, Steve Yu, uh, very talented people. So it's change or die where they took, you know, like six, seven, eight individuals that need to change their life or they're going to die. You know, there's been plenty of those people that have run across DDP and DDP yoga uh, with being overweight, you know, morbidly obese. So some of the people that are on the show and they shot it at his former house, which he calls the accountability crib, uh, where people that need help like in a dire straits right they'll stay at his house his other house in atlanta and it's called the accountability crib 
So that's where Buff Bagwell's staying right now. And so Buff's on there. Butterbean was at the party. I got to meet Butterbean. How cool was that? So cool. Mm. You all know. Yeah, I haven't heard from him for, I mean, not like I heard from him, but I haven't seen anything about him for years. <laughs> he got so bad, so overweight, that he couldn't even walk. Whoa. And he, and he can walk now. Because of DC Yoda? Yeah. Not Yoda, but yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yoga. <laughs> walk you can. Diamond Dallas Yoga. Yoda. <laughs> Bean of the butter. You are? <laughs> My tongue rolled. Yes, it did. Uh, so those were like the two celebrities on the show. And then there were other people that were great, you know, characters for television. Uh, a couple of them were at the party and stuff, but uh, it's called Change or Die. So hopefully in 2023, it'll get picked up and, and everybody can watch it. But uh, it's it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, Buff's story, I mean, he's an addict, you know. He's, you know, I don't know if it's drugs or alcohol or what it is, but, I mean, you saw him get arrested in the news and his mug shots and the crazy shit he was doing on social media, and he's a totally changed guy. Nicest guy I've ever met. I mean, just really, it's just such a pleasant conversation. Very honest about stuff. Uh, we talked to wrestling, of course, and and because I was like, I go, you went to WWE, right? Because, you know, when the WWE bought WCW, it's like, you were, you were they brought you over. You're a big name in WCW. He goes, I had one match. I said, really? He goes, yeah, I had one match, and it was in Atlanta. And you would think the hometown boy would go over, but I didn't. And I wrestled Booker T. And we both looked at each other and like, something's weird. But prior to that match, I guess, he had gotten in a fight with Shane Hurricane Helms, which was a WWE guy. And Shane Helms busted a bottle over his head. Mm. And so there was heat there. So the idea of... Him getting him fired and never wrestling. I mean, right. like the whole story is remarkable. So we'll get him on, get Butterbean on. Um, that was pretty cool. You know, that was pretty neat. They're just changing their lives. The Christmas party looked like it was fun. It was a lot of fun. He had almost 200 people there. Now, the most interesting person that I met at this party, and we're going to have her on here too, and actually I want to do something bigger with her. And I, I don't have her name in front of me. But she was one of the most amazing people that I've ever met in my entire life of America. Met her and her husband and her very giant son. Her husband is ex-military. He had PTSD so bad that their lives were just spiraling out of control. She spent all of her time taking care of him and trying to help him to the point where she couldn't work. So their family's now on food stamps. One day she just said, what am I going to do? I got to figure this out. <clears throat> so she's like, I need to learn about his brain. She starts teaching herself neuro neurology. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, if I can figure out his brain, I can figure out the problem. Through this time, she then befriends some of the leading neurologists in the world. Then they start to mentor her. She then is like, knows everything she needs to know. And now she runs a company that will map your brain and tell you everything there is to know about you. And you know damn well, I was like, when can you come over? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. So not only did it 
you know, quote unquote, fix her husband, but she works with professional athletes, especially those that have been concussed and she can map your brain. And it's, it's, it's like a report card that is a, is a printout uh, of what she does. Um, with that being said, the next part of this is testosterone plays a part in a good way, in a positive way on helping recuperate whatever your brain loss is. They found that there is a loss of testosterone when you're concussed or you have PTSD or blah, blah, blah. So with the help of testosterone maintenance, which is what I do at Nuber T, which had nothing to do with this conversation. (laughs) No, it really didn't. But she was the one that was telling me this. And I'm like, okay, I've got all the pieces here to do some good. So I've got you, I've got Nuber T, and I've got access to military charities that you know are near and dear to my heart. So maybe we next year will be able to do something uh, to to help them out. You know, with not only her the the mapping brain mapping stuff, but also the testosterone maintenance. I didn't know that that testosterone maintenance helped with neurological stuff. Had no idea. Didn't even yeah. think about it. And that's never come up with our conversations with Diane either. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm trying to talk with new routine, trying to get a hold of him to get a meeting and say, tell me more about this so I can learn more. But, you know, I know we've got a bunch of ex military people that listen to this podcast. We do some kind of get together, maybe at new tea and have grace, have her there and, you know, get some beers donated for maybe a local brewery or something. And, and, and maybe we can do some good. So yeah. pretty cool stuff. That, yeah, that's that fascinating. Really- yeah, it seems odd because the people that are usually on like steroids or a lot of testosterone seem to have a lot of those neurological disorders. So it, yeah. it seems strange that that would be helping them, but maybe it'd be worse if they didn't have it. Well, remember that taking not with a doctor's orders or not under doctor's supervision, I should say, testosterone and steroids, bad, 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 bad. That you do not want to do that. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, now more than ever, I think, uh, because how, you know, they're promoting, there's commercials, testosterone creams, and this and this and that, you know, and it will help you. There's no doubt about it. It'll help you. But the problem is, is that what people don't realize is if you have too much testosterone, you have to make sure you have to check your levels. Uh, because if your levels are off, you're going to destroy your liver, you're going to destroy your kidney. Uh, your estrogen levels will be off. I was talking to someone the other day that is doing black market testosterone maintenance and they got man tits. It's because, you know, they're not taking whatever medication that goes along with it. DHEA, clomid, 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 clomid. And then they're as, as Asperol. So they're the other one that they, you got, you're supposed to take. So there, you, you have to, you know, get your stuff checked. Plus you also have to, give up some red blood cells because your body's making so much more red blood cells. So if you're not replenishing your red blood cells, it's actually having a reverse effect on your body where that you're like, dude, I'm taking testosterone. I'm doing this. Why am I so lethargic? Well, it's because you have too much, too many red blood cells in your body. That could be part of the problem. You know, so there's a, you know, you talk about people juicing and stacking, you know, just like kids did when we were younger and stuff. If you're not being supervised, you're gonna you're gonna fuck it up. You're gonna die. You, you know something's wrong is gonna happen to you. So just make sure you're being supervised. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. By somebody, yeah, yeah, whoever. 
All right. Anyway, so that's some stuff for 2023. Good luck with your New Year's resolutions, guys, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck Appreciate with your, it. Good luck with your Ninja. Good luck with your YouTube. And, uh, and good luck with your Spanish. Thank you. Very simple New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Nothing, nothing not obtainable. Exactly. Realistic. That's what a resolution should be. Something yeah. realistic that you can change your life into. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to be the quitter. I'm not a quitter. Well, so if I'm, like, if I were to gauge realistically who's going to accomplish their New Year's resolutions for 2023, I'm going to go Nate at one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> How is too tough? I have way better chances of losing forty pounds than Brandon does of getting nine million views. Well, he doesn't need nine what? million views. He said he needed ten million, and he's at one. Well, well, there's other ways. To, I don't know. Neither one of you have that go get him attitude. That's the Are problem. You kidding me? Yeah, You're crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm the definition of a go getter. Uh, no, you're not. Um, it's not. I don't know, Nate. You want to help me out here? Who who gets the number two spot? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, initially, I would say Nikki, just because um, she does. I think she does have a good work ethic, but I, I do talk to her, or I used to talk to her often when we would be leaving the station, and she'd always be going through the drive-through. So. <laughs> Like you got <laughs> well, that's because she had to get to her second job. She didn't have time to go home and exactly. make food. Exactly. Uh, because I have another so. job to work and I would be at Chick fil A. Well, it's been ingrained in her brain since she was a kid. Her, you know, her parents said, Girl, you are not going to be a drive by girl. You're going to be a drive through girl. <laughs> I'm not a hollaback girl. <laughs> so you're going Brandon at number two? No, I, I don't know. Because Brandon obviously has a lot of likes and views and stuff on TikTok. Uh, I just don't know how YouTube translates. Because uh, I think I, I, if you just ask me straight up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he could definitely get that because he has millions of views on TikTok. But he does have 12 million views on TikTok. Um, but that's over, I don't know how long a period of time. Oh, so I don't likes. know if they're... Oh, that's likes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, not views then. Okay. Well, I'm I, I'm mistaken then. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. To, I, I'm not familiar with the, the YouTube program. So, I don't know how hard or how hard or attainable that is. So let's leave number two blank. We'll just say they tie at three. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's hogwash. <laughs> yeah, nobody gets number two. I'm number two. Nate's at number one, and you and Brandon are at number three. You just wait. You yeah, just watch wait. me. I'm going to come in here and be so thin. You're going to be looking crazy like, oh, I'm so sorry I ever doubted you, Nikki D. You want me to doubt you. Oh. Yeah. I like when people doubt me. I know. I like when people think I can't do something right. and I prove to them that I can. Because you, you have that type of mentality. You're like me. That you tell me I can't do something. That's why I'm saying the things I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, it is. Really oh, wait, for, things you're saying. wait for your vague book post, Jason. You're going to have one here soon. <laughs> <laughs> men, be ta- men be talking, but I ain't listening because you know what's up. You heard? <laughs> You can throw that shizzle in the bay. <laughs> what? Huh? What does that mean? I got a buddy that's uh, v- o- vague book overdosing right now. He just went through a breakup, a bad breakup or something. And, you know, I, I love him to death. He's a good dude. Uh, I But I just, I'm not close enough to him to tell him to stop. <laughs> 
and I've and I've already muted him, you know, and I I feel bad that I did that. I'm like, if you're a friend and you can see it, you're not the only person that can see it. You know, like it it bothers me when people spend so much time on social media posting for the satisfaction of just one person. <laughs> And that one person is not even looking at their social media page. Well, whether they are or not, it's just it's like you have a big audience and you're talking to one. You're like you're consuming everything for this one person. It drives me insane. Uh, and it's not even benefit. Like it's different if it's beneficial to others, but it's not because nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about, except for like five people that are close to you. So I don't know whether I should reach out to him and be like, dude, I mean, I'm sure he's listening right now. Cause he listens to the podcast and he knows who it is. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I should, you know, be a friend and call him up and say, dude, you got to stop. It just, you, it, it's not becoming of you. It makes you look like a fool. It well, does. if he listens to the podcast, you just told him. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I hope he's not mad at me. The non-confrontational. That's a good, <laughs> you did it, but you didn't have to get any kickback because you can't say anything back. I just blurted it out to the world. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my 2022 Spotify unwrapped. <laughs> All right. Uh, great guest this week uh, or to this episode, I should say. So let's talk to our guest here next. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m. All right. Some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling. And like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more. They're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online. Cuttingright.com. C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T.com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal who care 
all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed, 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN, cuttinright.com. And back to you, Jason. The Bailey Show podcast guest portal brought to us by Country Financial. If you need anything insurance related, call Sean now, 678-519-9028. The camp agency at Country Financial, your one-stop shop to all your insurable needs. You're going to know him from the number one show on television, Yellowstone, of course. He's in the bunkhouse with the fellas and the ladies. He's he's uh, he's Ryan, but uh, that's not what he's on to talk about. I'm sure he'll talk about Yellowstone, but we're we need to talk about this new Teen Wolf movie that comes out on Paramount Plus. Everything's about Paramount Plus with this guy. Yellowstone. Teen, Absolutely. Teen we Wolf. We got a a, a a Paramount, and uh, we're happy to keep it rolling in the family. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, coming out January 26th, it is Ian Bowen. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm terrific this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about these projects, and hopefully your listeners are excited to see them. Is this Teen Wolf movie, uh, is this a Taylor Sheridan thing as well? It is not. This is a Jeff Davis thing, and he was responsible for the six seasons of Teen Wolf series, uh-huh. uh, which we aired the last one of uh, five years ago, and so we are now catching up with the characters as they've aged and moved through life and scattered to the wind, and uh, are called back together, if you will, to do what they do, which is to battle the supernatural and fight for for the good and beat the evil down, and uh, and we decided to make a film instead of revive the series. So it's going to be very exciting. New people, old faces, love interests, uh, bad guys like me, and uh, a little bit of comedy sprinkled in between just for levity. Yeah, and this was six seasons on MTV. And if memory serves, as a Gen Xer growing up with, you know, the Michael J. Fox Teen Teen Wolf, uh, this Teen Wolf is, like, dark. I mean, this is serious. I mean, this isn't like the goofing, surfing on cars and stuff. Yeah, it's violent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we took the namesake eponymously, and then that's about it. We really, um, MTV Studios and MGM and, uh, and Paramount let us, or let Jeff, create and craft this whole new world in Beacon Hills. And so it is not, you know, it, I'm a Jenner Xer as well, and I remember Michael J. Fox dunking basketballs. Yeah. Um, in his wolf costume. This is something completely different. Um, it's sophisticated. The kids love it. Kids are you know, teenagers and young adults now. And so we really think that it's going to speak to them, uh, this, this film. Uh, so we're excited for them to watch it. Uh, were, you a friend, uh, were you a fan of the original? Yeah, I thought the original was fun. I think it came out in 85, so I was pretty young at the time. And I remember liking watching it. I've, I've seen it probably 10 times. And when this audition came out for this show, I didn't really understand how they were going to turn it into a series and what it would be like. And then I read it and I, I discovered quite quickly that it is not, it is not our patino from our youth. And it does, this is going to have some real bites uh, for lack of a better term. And um, so, yeah, we thought that it was going to be a success with the get In the eighties, there was always like usually two love interests, you know, from the female side. And one was a blonde and one was a brunette. 
And the blonde was always the, you know, the the one that you, know, you want, the, the, the unobtainable. And the, the dark-haired was always the nice one, which you eventually would end up with. Same with the original Teen Wolf. You had the blonde who was the unobtainable, you know, the, the, the sneaky, sneaky chick. And then you had Boof, the, the dark-haired brunette. I was so attracted to Boof. It was the oddest name to give a good-looking woman on a television, <laughs> on a movie. But was she not really oddly, like, were you not oddly attracted to Boof in the original Teen Wolf? And that's a juxtaposition to give a very attractive um, person sort of an odd or quirky attribute or characteristic that you then fall in love with even more than if, you know, they had been named Christy or right. Amber or something. And we, we took that, uh, we changed it up a little bit. We had Crystal Reed playing Allison, who had almost jet black hair, mm-hmm. and Alan Roden, who is kind of a bombshell redhead. And so we, kind of, we, we didn't have the blonde girl. We had a, a little bit of a skew of those two, the redhead being the unattainable one, and, uh, and then the, the, the love interest of Scott in, in seasons one and two uh, with Allison with her really dark black hair. So they're, they're both very interesting characters. Um, that diverge from that formula a little bit. Yeah, it, it was it was a formula, and you, and you kept Scott Scott. I mean, Scott, Scott was the original Scott name, the original. and Scott is the name in Teen Wolf the movie too. So I like that. It, is uh is Google, yeah. is Google correct when it says all of your best friends are your Teen Wolf co stars like J.R. Bourne and Tyler and Colton and Dan uh, uh, Dan uh, Daniel? They're all your best Daniel friends. Carmen. Yeah. Yeah, I speak to one of them at least every day. Wow. So taking that bond, we do vacation together, we, we go on trips, we, we spend time, we do things, we hang out with each other's families, we, you know, we work together. I, I worked on Superman and Lois season two with Tyler in Vancouver this last season, so we were excited to reunite and play different, you know, different characters that were at odds with each other, so that was, a, you know, a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that, um, but yes, we are all that you know, all that close, and it, that's very rare. After you finish a show, you drift apart in a way, but uh, not not these boys. No, you're on the phone, hypothetically speaking, with one of your besties, Jr. Born, and you see that you're getting another call, and it's coming from Kevin Costner. Do you get off the phone with Jr. to talk to Kevin? Uh, Jr. I know so well. I would say, dude, Kevin is calling. This is this is probably DefCon one. Um, I should answer this. I'll call you back. Um, yes, I did. Kevin has never called me. He's emailed me, but he's never called me. When Sheridan calls, yeah, it, Mom, I gotta go. Dad, I'll talk to you later. Because <laughs> if the boss wants it, you got to be available. He's hard to get on the telephone. And you've worked, uh, and you worked with Taylor Sheridan in, in, in the past. You were on Wind. You worked with him with, on a fantastic, such underrated movie, Wind River. Um, and so you like, and there's yes. a, there's a lot there's yes. a lot of you in that Yellowstone cast that come from the Taylor Sheridan roster. He's very loyal to the people that he enjoys working with. He picks talent that he likes that are good at stuff mm-hmm. and you do always want to work with people that you know and trust. So why, why reinvent the wheel? Just grab, grab your people and, and put a new costume on them and, 
and write for them and then let them act. And Bob's your uncle. So that's, it's, it's lovely about that because you feel like you have a friend that's always got your back as opposed to someone that you know, puts you in a show and then you never hear from them again. And talk about Hollywood irony is that Ian played young Earp to Kevin Costner's Wyatt in Wyatt Earp in 94. Wyatt. Not Tombstone, but Wyatt Earp. And then, Wyatt, isn't that random? Yeah. How crazy is that? Years later yeah. now, you're in his bunkhouse on Yellowstone. That's right. We're playing Cowboys again. Yeah. Um, come full circle. It, it's odd, but of course it makes perfect sense because that's how the universe works. It just draws things back to where they're supposed to be, and then you just keep going. So we la- we have a laugh about that every once in a while, um, the irony of that happening. What kind of spoilers are you going to give me? I, I will give you the spoiler, very vague, but I've, and I've been using this when I talk to people about the, the season five is going to develop distances that are going to be very hard to, to fill and to bring back together. They're going to create space between the world, the people, the ranch, the land, and the characters that are going to be dangerous spaces. Hmm. So see that coming up and know that that, You'll see it. You'll go, oh, that's, this is going to be a problem. And that's what we do is we create obstacles to all the happiness that we'd like to show you, and then we, we try to blow it up and then fix it. And so that's, uh, that's really a simplified version of the formula. But in this case, um, I don't think I'm giving too much away when I say distance. It's going to be, it's going to be a tricky well, here's for the everybody. Th- here's the thing is, like, when we air this versus when we're recording this, um, you know, the, the last episode – you guys are going off onto the two-day hike into the woods. And your character on Yellowstone, though, is um, is uh, is very docile. I mean, you're very neutral. You, I mean, you, you don't get caught up in, in, in any of the shenanigans. Uh, I guess that's going to change this season, huh? Hard to say. It's, it's good to be able to play both sides and to keep a neutral mindset where you're not getting in fights. You can talk to everybody. You can, you can really be like the utility player for the bunkhouse that everybody can, can talk to and if they need you, as opposed to be in one camp or one side because then you're, you're limited. So Ryan's able to, to, to walk all of the lines, and I, I enjoy that because I can have moments with everybody. Sometimes they're not scripted and it's not the dialogue that you can see beats of the relationship between characters that, that don't normally hang out, but you can tell that they like each other or have a relationship uh, in some sense. And that's fun to find those moments because with this number of cast, you can't always write scenes for each person to be with each other person. The show would be just too long. So we, as actors, we try to find those moments um, to put them in there as we can. Oh, you're going to be the scapegoat for the wolves, aren't you? And that's going to that's gonna piss you off. That's going to come back to haunt me, I can tell you that much. Uh, I, I wish I had not shot them at night because yeah. I might have seen the callers. Yeah, that was a dumb move, Ryan. Dumb move, so that, Ryan. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna cost. Uh, somebody's going to have to pay for that. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see who, who's left holding the bag. They're going to send you off They're to gonna... the sixes with Jimmy. That's what's going to happen and that's because that, that's going to be the other spinoff. Wait. You think so? Yeah, actually, I do. I think that. No. I think. Okay. I think that's where they that have to hide you out. Not be the worst of the world. 
No. Okay. No. All right. I'll, I'll take that. So we'll we'll uh, we'll see come come the end of the uh, season. We'll see who's right. Well, because here's the thing: well, is that both your character and Jimmy, um, and we're not seeing Jimmy in, in season five, but he was a fan favorite. You've got to bring Jimmy back, and uh, I loved that uh, character. So if you both go away, and you both come back. And it's like a thing, and, and you like can maybe thing. save the day, and there's something going. Yeah, I like it. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I, I like where your head's at. Jimmy typifies a, a relatable man in, in this Western world that people can understand, a uh, sort of a sophist that just doesn't know how to do anything, that's out of place, but that has a fundamentally good heart, and if he works hard enough, might be able to succeed. That's something that people in the Western world can relate to because they feel that way. So it's very important to watch him succeed, fail, and but continually step up in the world. Yeah. So I would be I would be really saddened if we don't get to see more of him doing that because it's too important for the audience to to lose out on on where he ends up. Having said that, I I don't know. I haven't. We've only read this, these first eight episodes, and I couldn't tell you what what is going to happen in the next eight. Unless you have, like, there's another uh, squabble in the bunkhouse with a female because what Laney is it Laney Wilson, the country singer, is joining the cast in season five. Yes, she is. But uh, so far, up through five episodes, she has very smartly avoided the bunkhouse. Right. Uh, me, on the other hand, I do I do get to spend a little bit of time with her here and there, but she is she has not fallen victim to waking up at dawn in somebody's bunk. So to her credit, she's not going to be instigating, I don't think, any uh, any knockdown, drag-out brawls just yet. So that's good news. Yeah, because like Kevin Costner it's said, like we don't want to turn this into a honky-tonk. You know, we can't have that. <laughs> no, not at all. It's got to operate smoothly. It's going to have some hiccups here and there, but it can't be a circus. And uh, we, we came close to uh, all behaving like a bunch of circus clowns. And so I feel like from seasons past with the bunkhouse is a little bit more on the rails when it comes to that kind of kind of stuff. So we're, we're staying in our lane and we still get to see the excitement of when we, when we do get a little bit out of control, you know, the bar fight was a fun scene and I'm, there'll be plenty more. The bunkhouse is, is here to stay because it's just an integral part of, of what the show is about. Well, I think there should be a reality show uh, based just off of the concept, to be honest with you. Um, uh, the closest thing we have now is called Stories from the Bunkhouse, where Jeff and Denim and I sit around a card table that is within a set that looks like the bunkhouse, and we just hash out what happens in each episode. And if you haven't seen Stories from the Bunkhouse, check it out. It's streaming online, and they're short episodes, it, you know, six to eight to 12 minutes. And we give you inside information. We play some clips. We tell stories about what happened on certain days. And it gives you a little bit of a closer approach to the characters in the show. So definitely, if you're looking for a little extra content, check out stories from the bunkhouse. Well, I'm talking about real-life cowboys that have to go through this. You know, because what, Taylor Sheridan, he bought the Sixes Ranch, right? And so that's a working ranch that you guys are, are using for Yellowstone. And there's real cowboys there that live in that bunkhouse. Put some cameras in there and, and have them, like, get, you know, once a week, one of them gets get kicked out and has to sleep out in the cow pasture or something. 
I, it could be a lot like um, the deadliest catch where you have all those guys on those boats <laughs> yeah. doing some of the craziest work and see if you can turn it in. He may very well have that in mind. I don't know. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, those are some gentlemen, though. I'm not sure that they would love that intrusion. <laughs> but to see, I mean, we're about as close to showing what real cowboys go through as you can get. Yeah. Uh, without, yeah. like you said, sticking a camera in their bunkhouse. So we're trying to keep it as authentic as possible. Yeah. I, we had uh, John I, Tracy had, uh, on who John plays Tracy. Ellis Steele. And, and I, I said to him, and I'll say this to you, um, uh, you know, I'm a, a TV buff, a movie buff. And oh. I don't think oh. I've ever seen a production and writing for character building as well as what Taylor Sheridan has done for Yellowstone ever. I don't think there has been one. I think this is you're seeing it for the first time at the pinnacle, and it might be it might be some number of years before you see anything surpass it, because he knows what he's talking about through experience. He has the heart to write it correctly, and the cast fills it out exquisitely that he put together. So this is lightning in a bottle. It does it's not going to happen very often. You could try to throw it together but it doesn't work as easy as you think. So enjoy it while it's on. We're going to keep making it as long as the audience wants it, and we're going to try to keep it at the highest level as possible for as long as we can. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how long, how many seasons do you think it'll go? Do you think uh, Costner will want to get out before it's kind of, you know, walking dead at itself, you know, buried it into the ground? Um, no pun intended. And I think he was smart with – doing the spinoffs while the show's in its infancy stages and hot versus waiting until it starts to die out like most shows do. Yeah. To, to, to populate the, the network with the prequels within the, 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 sh- the proper show uh, is, is brilliant because you kind of have a leapfrog effect. You have a prequel, then you have a season, then another prequel, then another season. That was a master stroke. Uh, as far as Kevin and what he wants to do, you know, just look at Tom Brady. He was certain he was done, and then he was not done. And so it's it's really a game-time decision about what do you want to be doing. And so to handicap what he's going to want to do, I have no idea. I would say my guess would be we'll do season six, 16 episodes, and then either a spinoff or season seven, 16. But if the people keep wanting to watch these characters do things, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. That would be be my guess. There always seems to be something going on, which is, I think, the addiction to the show. Um, But season five has been tame so far, at least. You know, you you, you know the enemy, but, you know, Jamie's sleeping with the enemy, but the the enemy is not uh, physically aggressive yet that we've seen in season five. Yeah. It has a different pace because we have an elongated season. So we have more time to put in more ranching, more branding, more more cowboy work, and sit with things. We saw branding uh, the episode before last where we got to, to listen to Zach Bryan's song, The Good All Do, and listen to the entire track, which is unheard of, and watch from sunup to sundown a, a branding, a, a gather, a branding, mm-hmm. um, all the work that goes into that, and then the after party. And you just don't get to do that. But because we have a pace that we do, you get to see that life. And I can tell you, people that work in, in ranching were glued to the screen 
looking for the details. And, and for them, it wasn't slow at all. It, it was them being honored by showing the world what these people do accurately. And so we find it to be just perfect at, at, this, at this point. Is that the consensus of people in that world? They look at Yellowstone and they say, you guys are doing us justice. Because a lot of times you get shows like this and the people that are being, um, you know, shown on TV are like, they're like, that's nothing what we do. It's, it's not even close to your, what you're depicting and what we do. Are you getting that? Like, thank you yeah. for showing people how hard Absolutely. we work. Yes. They go out of their way to tell us you're getting it right. Thank you. No one else has. The first people, um, the indigenous people, the nations that, uh, that are portrayed, uh, they come up to me all the time and they say, Taylor writes our people correctly. Thank you. You know, your rituals, just everything about it. Cause he's taken the time to learn it instead of just, you know, slapping something on a page. And so I do, we hear that a lot. Of course, there's always going to be somebody that says, ah, I don't do it like that. But by and large, I mean, we're, we're at the top of, of getting it right. And if we weren't, people wouldn't watch it. It would be, you know, it would be some other different cowboy show that has cropped up since Yellowstone premiered that it pretends to be a cowboy show that no one's watching. No mm-hmm. offense to them. I don't, I'm not going to name any of them, but you can see the difference quite handily. And uh, that's why the people that this is for appreciate it so much because they get it right. And even the people who don't understand the Americana world or Western culture, farming or ranching, they know they're seeing something special. It's not just like watching a cop show where you can't relate to cops because you're not one of them. They're watching something that they're, they're getting it. They don't know what, how they're getting it, but they're feeling it and they're understanding it, even though they've never done it, never been to the West. They may live in New York City or L.A., but they're seeing something that they know intrinsically is correct. And it pulls them, and that's why it's the most watched show on TV because it has that heart that comes from Taylor and the cast and the crew and the producers and the music and Brian Tyler and the Wranglers and the stunt performers and the hair and the makeup and every single person is puts it, blood, sweat and tears into it. That's why it's successful. Is there, is there anyone on set that's a method actor? I could see, you know, uh, you know Beth uh, Dutton, and I forget her name, but being a method actor, just to be, you got to stay in that type of character or is this everybody just lights camera action and they go into character? I would not, there's not anyone that I would describe as method on our set. Everyone is a pretends and you know, if you've got a big heavy something coming up, they'll ask you just, you know, kindly let them listen to their music or, or let them get into you know, get into their stuff. But in terms of like spending all day as that person and wanting to be called that name and doing some uh, Daniel Lewis type of stuff. No, we don't have that. Uh, we have um, just act- actors who pretend. That's what I do. I pretend. And uh, and when I'm not, when the camera's not rolling, I'm Ian. So uh, that, that's nice. <laughs> it, it's more fun this way. It's a good gig. Uh, Nate, you got a question for Ian before uh, yeah. we let him go. Yeah, Ian, I, I thought I had read that you were in a, in a Black Eyes black eyed peas video is is that how'd you get that <laughs> it, that so that's on my resume yeah it was really a the two of the performers from that band put together a charity song 
And they just asked, you know, friends and colleagues to come in and sort of appear in the video. It, it wasn't like something off of their album. It was, it was a non for profit. Uh, it was all a charity thing. I don't even know where you could see it now. But I just went in one afternoon and just sort of lent my face in, in a black and white sense to uh, to what they were doing. And it was, you know, just kind of like it was a little cake deal. But that was so kind of a, vi- a video, but not in the traditional sense. Yeah, you that's cool. You, you don't remember, you, you know, the video remember, where yeah. Ian's like Mazeltov, and it's Ian. It's, 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 it's no. <laughs> I don't even think I said anything. I think we're all just blank faces. Just it was, it was the weight of of the issues, and I honestly I can't remember the, the name of the charity. Sadly, this was many years ago. Uh, my friend Pantera Sarah, who I adore, just asked me. He said, "Will you come and do this?" And I said, "Sure. I don't need all the details. But I'll absolutely come and do it." So. Yeah, those are fun little perks that you get to do um, when, when people know you a little bit. They want you to come participate in other stuff, and then you get to meet musicians and other artists, and and that's that's a good time. I really like things like that. Uh, I'm sorry, did you say your friend Pantera Sarah? Yes, that's her name. She's a legend <laughs> in uh, in Hollywood. Okay, well, why? And she's from from Wisconsin. I've known her a long time, and she just had her, her birthday. Uh, I hope she's, she's listening, though I imagine she's not. And uh, she's just, she's a staple. Everybody in Hollywood knows Sarah. Well, why does everybody know her? This is the first I've heard of Pantera Sarah. I'm interested. Tell me more. She, she just was, uh, I think she started out in nightlife and would do clubs and events and just, you know, socially get people together, you know, for, you know, probably 20 years. And everyone just kind of knew her, and she was just in charge of everything. And she's just uh, she's just a very strong-willed, you know, no-nonsense woman from Wisconsin, and uh, loves her friends. And she asked me one day if I'd come do this, and I said, "Yeah." Wow. Well, maybe Pantera Sarah needs to uh, celebrate the anniversary with Pantera Pantera. <laughs> you know, since they're back out on the road. Perhaps so. Uh-huh. Perhaps so. It's it's you know we're it's it's a dedication to Diamond Vinny. It doesn't mean it has a reunion tour, as Zach Wild said. Uh, Nick, That's right. Nick, it's dedication. It, throwing it out there. Total dedication. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm glad they're doing it. By the way, I'm a fan. Uh, Nikki, question for Ian. Uh, I I looked up some background and did some reading, and it says you don't have wife or kids throughout your career. Is it something you did because of your Hollywood and acting career, or just something that didn't happen? Well, it's a little bit of both. The the travel and the uprootedness of moving around on shows that don't shoot in Los Angeles, or really anywhere in particular for long enough to meet somebody, it, it makes it hard to you know, to decide you fall in love with someone because you have to spend time when it's good and bad and not just when it's a honeymoon or you're going to visit somebody from out of town and you spend four or five days. Of course you have a good time, but to, to really to be with them when it's bad and hard and, you know, you're upset, you don't ever get that time because you have to travel to somewhere else. And it's a constant cycle of you're always one step behind your partner, I guess. And th- this show is no different. It's been six to eight months in Montana, and then I travel to different places, and so I don't really have a, a home to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that she's out there. If you <laughs> if you see her, let her know. <laughs> Please do, do. Well, know that I am 
I know. I am on the lookout. I I know a girl named Pantera Sarah that can introduce you to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Does know everybody in Hollywood? I can promise you that. All right, I'm being told that you got to get out, so we're gonna let you go. Uh, in uh, Teen Wolf the movie, January 26, Paramount Plus, of course, Yellowstone. Of course, Yellowstone. It is the most popular show on television right now. Uh, you can watch that live Sunday nights on Paramount, or you can stream it on Paramount Plus. Uh, after the fact, uh, Ian Bowen, thank you so much. Have a great holiday and best of luck with the show. And hopefully if my prediction comes on, you'll remember this conversation and you'll sh- come back on and say, uh, you guys nailed it. How'd you do that? You know, one of those types of things. All right? I would absolutely, I will remember your predictions and the level of genius that you have <laughs> and uh, have some more laughs and enjoy uh, the show that we're making. So again, thank you for the time. I really appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you. And take care. Bye-bye. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. Excellent customer service and communication in every project. will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X dot net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Would you like to open up your Christmas prize now? Yeah. Or do you want to wait? Sorry, guys. I would have got you something, but you're not here. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to watch Nikki. Okay, got a little bag first. Hold on. Look at the bag. Look at the bag. Black Santas. Oh, there are black Santas on here. (laughs) That's right. That's cute. (laughs) 
a bunch of little black Santas on there. Oh, that is cute for so, sure. All right. all right. I have me an eye mask. Yeah. Love, love. Yeah. Helps you sleep. So it's just a bunch of uh, 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 montage, a hodgepodge. Ooh, we this smells good. I got me some aroma soles. These are some kind of socks that got a good smelling bag on it. Yeah. Ooh. And feet I don't know stink. What this dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My feet stink. What do you mean you don't know what it do? You put them on your fucking feet. But it has aroma <laughs> on it. Yeah, so your feet don't stink anymore. My feet stink? Yeah, feet stink. It's <laughs> got that Tony Romo on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I have some peppermint meltaways that you put in coffee or something. It's a hot chocolate balls. They're hot chocolate bombs. Oh, yeah. hot chocolate bombs. So, yeah, you just put them in there. It's got marshmallow in the middle. And yeah. I got me another oh, tumbler. <gasps> oh, she got me a creative one well, with okay. my name hold, on hold it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up for a second. Rephrase that she got you. <gasps> they got me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Because that I just was, feel this was really Rachel-esque right here, though. No, that was Ooh. all Jason-esque. What? You came up with this all on your own? Yes. Oh, Thank my you. Gosh. It says Nikki D in this purple with glitter on it. It even goes all the way to the bottom. Look. Yeah, and thank you to Renee at My Karma Creations for oh, doing that quickly. Thank you. Is it spelled right, Nikki? It is spelled right this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Carmen Creation. Yeah. Oh, this cup is so cute. I know. I know she yeah, you know, anything with her name on it. She's like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> Gosh, you guys got me a lot of stuff. And then I have a Lux Pillow Hot Chocolate Clay Beads. Um, it's something else with aroma. It's a warming pad. All right. Not interested in that one. Okay. I'm, I gotta, <laughs> Moving I gotta on. figure it out. I just gotta figure on. it out. Um, and then I have some bubbly happy hour um, shimmery stuff. I'm not sure what it is yet. It says a happy hour kit. So I think you put it in drinks. That's what it looks like. It looks like the shimmer that's in my Nikki D tropical tea. Okay. Oh, what is a shimmery? When you put it into your drink, it turns, it shimmers. Your drink has shimmer in it. It's cute. All right. All right. All right. Next up. Um, got glitter poops. <gasps> we, I was just complaining about this last night. I got lashes. I got lashes. Yeah. <laughs> that you can give Rach props. I didn't know that was. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't have gone to the just... store and bought you eyelashes. I think that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. About lashes. Oh my gosh. I got a teddy bear quarter zip. I'm taking this to Chicago for sure. Mm. It's a comfy jacket thing. Oh, those are great. You don't, you, 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 I mean, you can wear it out, I guess, but lounging around the house, Ooh. those things are phenomenal. I'm taking this to lounge around in my hotel room. Yeah, that's what you do. You can walk downstairs with it in yeah. the lobby. And I got some candy, some Santa Claus candies. Yeah. All inclusive Santas. They're all different colors. Yeah, there's some black ones on the there. Black ones, white ones. There's yeah. some Hispanic. Those are the dark chocolates. Yep. The white Santas are the white chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. Is that it? We got a lot of stuff. I didn't realize I got we got you a lot stuff. of stuff. I got a candle, one of my faves, candy cane. Boom. This is a big candle. Love it. Yeah, that's a big mama. And then I got uh, some chocolate white covered peppermints. Yummy. And that's all. That's what I got. 
All right. It's a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. Was that good? <laughs> this yeah. is great. I feel overwhelmed. I got so much stuff. <laughs> How do I top this? Sheesh. Uh, well, you don't have to top it there. But Merry Christmas. Thank you for all your hard work. I appreciate it. She's such an easy person to 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 shop for. She really yeah. is. You know. See, Brandon, if you were to come uh, still come over, you would have a prize here. You'd have a bag full of Christmas. Oh, that'd gifts. been great. Yeah. I think you gave me fifty bucks last year. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I had uh, you know I had a bag with a laptop in it, but no. You should have sent that back. <laughs> They're still interested in that laptop, by the way. I got it. It's for sale now. What do you want? Like nine hundred dollars for it? Nah. Do you like eight fifty? Nah. Do you like <laughs> one one fifty one one fifty ish something like that? Well, I would have bought it for one fifty. We still can. It's still still it's now now it's cleaned up with a new bag. I just put in two hundred dollars, so I mean now it's got a bag. Yeah, why am I selling it? It's got. A, I just put in two hundred dollars. <laughs> so no, you got to give me more than one fifty because I got to make my money back at least. I uh, just put a new battery in it, and I fixed whatever the fuck you did to it. So, <laughs> no, there you go. I should have just sold it to you as is. God, that was dumb of me. Yeah. Yeah, and then I would have saved $40 on the Uber thing up there, and then I could have had it, and it been good. Good to go. <sighs> that was just a bad move on my part. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but I like having a second laptop. Anyway, uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. My friend's about to be so jealous because I think she want to give me a cup. <laughs> Do people do people say Merry Christmas down there in Mexico, Nate? Uh, Feliz Navidad. I mean, okay. Well, do they say Feliz? I mean, like if you go up and you, let's say, open the door for someone, and they say, gracias, Feliz Navidad, or do they just say gracias? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, as far as I remember, they do. Yeah, because they celebrate Christmas. It's a big, like, Catholic area. Yes, but do they, I'm getting somewhere with this, but it, during the holiday season, in Mexico, are people tagging Feliz Navidad on with any communication? Like, if you walk into a store, whatever welcome is in Spanish, and then they say, what is welcome in Spanish? Bienvenidos. Okay. Bienvenidos. Feliz Navidad. Or do you just walk into the store and they go, uh, bienvenidos. You know, I don't, I, I don't really remember last Christmas. My family was in town, so I wasn't really paying attention. But I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was like everywhere, but yeah, people do say it. The, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, I, I noticed in the last couple of weeks going into certain stores, finishing up some Christmas shopping, you know, doing the stuff here for Nikki and whatnot, is that people don't say Merry Christmas. They say Happy Holidays. No, they don't even say that, you know, which I understand that's the politically correct thing if you're in, you know, mm-hmm. the workplace to say Happy Holidays, whatever. Uh, that's not the point. The point is, is no one's giving you the greeting of the holiday season. No, they're not. You're right. Am I right about this? You're right. And you're in the customer service world and working in the hotel world. Do you say when somebody approaches you or you know, at the beginning and at the end, you should say, hello, my name is Nikki. What can I do for you? Merry Christmas or happy holidays or whatever. You, you don't know, do that. I don't. And you know what's crazy is because y'all know I'm so festive. I wear my elf hat to work now at the hotel and people say it to me. They they see me and they say, yo, you're so festive. You're in the Christmas spirit or Merry Christmas. or So they'll say Merry Christmas to me first and then I'll say it back. But I don't say it first. 
Yeah, but that's not a lot. Just because you're wearing an elf hat doesn't mean people are saying Merry Christmas. I, that is why they're saying it. If I the days they'll, I didn't they'll, they'll, wear it, but they'll say, "Oh, you look so festive and happy." It, it, I, what I've noticed, and for whatever reason, I've never noticed this prior, is that people. It's almost like they're forcing themselves not to say anything. It, it's it, it's like uh, you know where some people have a problem complimenting other people. It, it's like they're I don't want to say it. And so when I observed this a couple weeks ago, I started, uh, did a little experiment. I started purposely saying Merry Christmas to everybody I came in contact with, whether it's I open a door for somebody or I, you know, walking across the street and somebody stops their car so I can walk across the street. I'll turn around and I'll wave and I'll say Merry Christmas. So I like over the top almost. <laughs> and I found that less than half the people are saying it back to me. And and like another quarter or a third of those people, when they do say it, it's very uncomfortable and awkward when they say it to me. Like they never said it before. It's very weird. I don't know why that is. I don't ever remember this being a thing. Well, now everybody's sitting around talking about how they're not in the Christmas spirit. Like, it, almost everybody I know is like, oh, I'm not in the Christmas spirit this year. And I'm not in the Christmas mood. And I'm like, you said the same thing last year and the year before that. So now it's like every year everybody wants to say they're not in the Christmas spirit. That's on you if you can't get into the Christmas spirit. That's what I think. The Christmas well, do you, Yeah, go ahead. Do, do you think it's because, I mean, I, it's different here, obviously, but just from what I've seen, is it because of how – it's been like, well, you said a couple of weeks ago, beginning of December is kind of early to be saying Merry Christmas because it's quite a ways away, but it's been unseasonably warm and rainy and, and the weather's been going up and down. Just from what I've seen, does it not feel like Christmas in, in Georgia because of the weather? It hasn't really gotten cold or snowed or anything like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there's something to be said about the weather, but uh, Christmas is Christmas. It's December. We have, you know, less than two weeks away or whatever the, the countdown is. And, you know, despite the weather or your finances or whatever the case may be, I mean, my finances this year are not what my finances have been in the past. Uh, not to say that we're not going to have a great Christmas, but it still has nothing to do with you being in the spirit. I mean, no. this is the one month that... You know, whatever you believe in, and we all believe in Santa, is that, you know, you, you like kind of push everything aside and, and you're just happy. That's what I that's what I suggested to people. Like I have my Christmas backdrops up, I wear my hats, I play my Christmas music, I watch my Christmas movies. You put yourself in the spirit. We drove around the other night in our community to uh look at lights. To look at lights. And there's one house that always does it up real good. I mean, we do a nice job on our, our house. Yeah, you, you guys' know. house looked great. When I came up this morning, I was like, huh. Uh, so, but there's a house up the street in the cul-de-sac that Rach loves it. I'm not a huge fan because I, I'm not a big over-the-top colored lights guy. I just, all the colors and just looks oh, like. just it. white? Yeah, just white and red. That's <laughs> that's my thing. Ear, earmuffs, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how I grew up. My mother was a very uniform, you know, I always wanted to put the tinsel on the tree and have the colored lights and she would never let me. It was like, uh, it was immaculate. You know, it was, it was like this department store Christmas tree out of a magazine. And you know, it, that's just how I've been trained, I guess. Uh, so anyway, Rach is the total opposite. You know, her and the kids, they're like, throw fucking color up there. You know, the more color, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove around the community and there were, 
you know, a handful of houses. There was one house that did a bang-up job. I mean, a really beautiful job. But there are a lot of houses that were just dark. And I don't know how you can't do something. I mean, it's Christmas. Do something. Put up, get one strand of lights and put it around your mailbox post or something. I just don't understand how you cannot do anything. Because there might be people that are elderly that can't put up Christmas lights. They didn't have anybody to help them. Maybe you should have went around the neighborhood and volunteered to help some old ladies hang lights. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You, have, you do have an old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's getting younger because the old people are dying off, like literally yeah. dying off. They're dying <laughs> in our community. <laughs> I've seen the ambulances come and go. Poor people. They're, they're come and gone. So anyway, I don't know. Just say Merry Christmas. Um, you know, just, you, you don't need a reason. Just when you approach somebody, just say Merry, you know, Merry Christmas. Like I said, Merry, remember I told you about my best friend from middle school that I reached out to on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and I, I, I asked him to, you know, I, I tried to add him as a friend on Facebook. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to message him. You know, we, like we were really tight. I mean, we were, we were, we we're, I think we became blood brothers. You think that, but has he even responded to you yet? Well, hold on. I'm getting there. But no, we did become blood brothers. Cause that song by Bon Jovi came out blood brothers, which is my favorite Bon Jovi song. You know, you bought him a BFF bracelet, bought him a BFF. Bracelet. We had that conversation. <laughs> like we swapped blood before, you know, that was bad. And we That's cut, how you got your first STD. We cut our, you know, our thumbs or whatever, and we did our, you know, we did the whole shebang. We were tight, and yes, he, yes, he, he was there. We 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 spent every day together, even school nights. I was staying over his house. I was usually always over his house, and uh, so I, for years I've wanted to know what was going, you know, what happened to the guy, because I know he got in a bad way uh, with drugs, from what I heard. So I'm friends with some of my friends from middle school on Facebook. And I remember a couple of years back uh, talking to, to one of them who lost her virginity to him, one of many girls. And I said, hey, whatever happened to, you know, this guy? And she said, uh, like, oh, you know, and what, what you would have expected. It was like a very kind of so crazy thing to say you know it's like oh whatever one would expect of the earth when the winter is that warm you know like, like kind, of, <laughs> kind of like one of those weird things and uh so i just assumed that you know he was in jail or just in a bad way i didn't think he was dead or anything like that so then you know suggested friends comes up on my facebook thing and there he is so i add friend and i don't hear anything back for a couple days and i look at his profile and it's it's kind of bare but then it starts to pick up recently and there's a lot of him being baptized and God is great. And, you know, if it's not for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I could. So I'm thinking that he's gotten to a point in his life where he's found Jesus. He's found Jesus. And, you know, he, he, he did a bunch of bad stuff early in his days. And now he's 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 getting back into a, to a good thing Pathway of righteousness yeah right exactly which you know hey each into their own exactly. i think that's great so it's like well that's good you know maybe if he needs help i'll reach out to him and you know we can rehash some old times and if you need you know just need some new need, ac you'll need, help him need so yeah need somebody to talk to so i i message him i'm like hey bro you remember me do you want to guess, Nate, what his response was? Yeah, we're blood, uh, blood brothers. That was not it, Brandon. 
Uh, yeah, you ruined my life, Dick. Nope, that's not it, Nikki. <laughs> it's gonna be what I told you when we had this conversation. What? I told you that you're gonna do all this and be excited, and he's not even gonna know who you are. So, what do you think this response was? I think he didn't know who you were. He says, "No, I don't." God bless. <laughs> what? And I responded. And hold on, here's how I responded: Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. You what you should have responded and said, I gave you a BFF bracelet. Are you kidding me? That's what you should have said. There's there's <laughs> no way that he doesn't remember me because he doesn't remember me. He doesn't remember me because of the drugs. It has to be. There's no way he could forget me. Are you sure that he did drugs though? Yeah, I'm positive. In, in pretty, third grade? No, not third grade. Middle school. Middle school and the high school. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was doing drugs with him in seventh grade, so I. Yeah, but you think that's still an age where you remember somebody fairly well? Like, if it was maybe like kindergarten and you guys were having play dates or something, you might not remember. But middle school and high school, if you're sleeping over at someone's house, you usually know. Did you have a different last name then? Uh, I did, but I mean, I don't look too much differently than I looked then. In high school? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hold on. In middle Stand by. school. Can I have a conversation? I got to go grab something. Stand by. Okay. So I had a best friend in the third grade. And me and her, tight, I thought we're BFFs. I never forgot her. I never forgot her name. None of that. I left from where I lived because my dad was military. When I came back, I was in the seventh grade. Okay. This is from third grade to seventh grade. She had no idea who I was. And that was, that was third grade. I could tell you. My best friends in elementary school. I can tell you my first crush. I can tell you what I was wearing, where I was sitting. I can tell you all of my teachers in elementary school. But the point is, do they remember you? A lot of people yeah, don't but, remember you. But would you recognize them 40 years later with a different name? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think you would. There's, I mean, like, a, let's say a woman got married and had a couple kids. Forty years later, she's gonna she's gonna look a little different. You're not gonna remember the same person when they were fifteen. So, do I push the issue and reply back after I've said Merry Christmas and say, uh, "I was I was Jason Cole at the time." I would. I mean, the way that you describe this guy, like he's in your heart deep. I think you need oh. to make him remember you. Do, do you have any photos with him <laughs> like, together? I don't want to say all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Send them yeah, send him those. Yeah. I, I'm sure he'd love to see him, and it'll maybe jog his memory a little bit. But I'm, I'm wondering if it's he just doesn't remember. Like, for if you would forget me just to forget me, like, that's going <laughs> to scratch my soul. Press that heart of yours. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck do you forget me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> You're all I've thought about for the last 38 years. <laughs> you forget me, your blood brother. It's going to be like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. He's like writing <laughs> names on the wall. People to kill. So you said, you know, you uh, look differently than how I did in, in middle school or something. So this is a picture that uh, was sent to me, well, it was in the the box of mom, right? With the the, the twenty one boxes of stuff that I got from my mother's house. Um, so uh, this was a pin that you know you put on your jacket or your shirt that was taken in nineteen ninety four, and I was playing football at Wingate College in Wingate, North Carolina, 
tell me if I've changed greatly. Like if you saw this picture. Now, I did go by Jason Bailey then. And if people are wondering why I had a different last name, legally it was not my last name, Cole. It was the that was the last name of my first stepfather. So for whatever reason, when my mother married him, they just started calling me by his last name. Even though when I would go to school, they would do roll call, roll call. They'd be like Jason Bailey, I'd be like, no, it's Jason Cole. I don't understand why, but it is. You know, it was very weird <laughs> upbringing. Tell me if I've changed a lot. Like if you would recognize me. Okay. I would. I would that picture with that face. I would recognize you, but you you may have to still jog my memory. Really? I can't say I'd just be like, oh. That's Jason Bailey or Jason Cole or Jason whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah you look completely yeah. different. And that was in college. Completely different. We talk other than weighing 254 pounds and having giant shoulder pads on and longer hair. You were bigger, longer hair. You're not wearing glasses and, and you don't have a family in tow. <laughs> Everywhere I travel. I don't only, only wear glasses when I do the podcast so I can see you guys. <laughs> yeah, but I'm thinking he's looking at your photos on Facebook. Yeah. Well, this is my favorite lines from uh, a movie is in uh, um, Grown Ups with Adam Sandler. And he goes back to the town and they're all going out for burgers at the old joint. And um, uh, uh, Colin Quinn is, you know, is his. The, the the bully right from back in the, the day and he goes uh you look like you put on a few pounds and adam sandler goes what from when we were seven yeah i've put on a few pounds yeah. <laughs> that's a great like you know he writes you know he i think he wrote you know the write that line is just so so great you know so so talented so yeah okay so i'll, I'll respond back to him you know yeah, I think you should. Because even if you just say, hey, I found some old photos or whatever, even if he doesn't remember you, he's going to think they're cool because they're maybe photos he hasn't seen in, you know, a couple decades. Exactly. What if he's like, dude, why are you sending me this stuff? Well, if he's found Jesus, you? I don't think he's he'll be mean or rude to you. Yeah, who are you? Why? Why? Hey, weird dude, stop sending me this shit. <laughs> I don't know. He's been already kind of mean or rude. He just said nope and kind of ghosted you. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he you think any normal person would say, no, I, I don't. Can you jog my memory or no? Like, wh where do we know each other from? Like, what, wouldn't you be a little more inquisitive if somebody was doing that to you? Because the reason why he might not be, think about it. When people who have had a kind of rough past find Jesus, they think people are coming to criticize them. So he may be like, oh, this is somebody from my past trying to criticize me. I'm not even going to go down that road. Nope, I don't recognize you. God bless. That's why he said it. Or he thinks he's coming for money. So owe me $100 for that A-ball. <laughs> so that could be his reasoning too. I was like really kind of hurt by that. I know, because you were excited about this dude. I was. You were. I was very excited about you it. Do you think that happens? Because it's funny, you, you talked about him on an episode uh, kind of in length. Do you think there's anybody else talking about us like that? Like, he has no idea he was the topic of conversation on a podcast for like 30 minutes. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh. I think people have long discussions about me, but not on a podcast. <laughs> in their homes just behind your back right <laughs> i definitely know that for a fact not on a public platform though i don't think no mm -mm. 
Like one of my, uh, another one of my childhood best friends, me and her found each other on Facebook, just like Jason. And we both remembered each other, like with, with no question. I mean, granted, neither one of us are on drugs, but I thought that was pretty cool. She's a lesbian now. She has two kids. Pretty happy. She's a lesbian now. But um, we just, haven't. Just decided to become one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she liked boys the last time we were friends, but, you know. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm i going to reach back out to him, I think. You should. I want to be like, so what do I say? Do I say, uh, oh, I went by Jason Cole at that time. But we were really close. Or just keep it short. I went by Jason Cole at the time. And yeah, I would do that and then send a photo with. Yeah. Oh, oh I got to find the photos. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the photos. So yeah, how, even just one, I think, would be helpful. How about I just message him? Hold on, let me message him. I'll you do it. message him right now. So here, here's his reply. It was, I don't remember anything. God bless. Jeez. Whoa. Well, maybe, maybe he's fried. Okay, so that's definitely because of drugs. He said he doesn't remember anything. Or does he have amnesia? Didn't he get in a car wreck or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he got in a car wreck, had a bad accident, has amnesia. Okay, I went by Jason Cole at the time. All right, just I think you need a photo, though. Yeah. Send him that photo of you on that button. (laughs) 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 Do you remember me now? (laughs) Now, that was was before. um, That was before. Uh, Oh. <laughs> you don't really think you're weird. <laughs> hey, dude, this is this is what happened years later after. <laughs> I played football. <laughs> I mean, dude, we got in all kinds of trouble together. If I would have, if I would have stayed down there and stayed his friend, I would have been a waste, man. I would have been, I would have been a, I definitely would have been on drugs. Um, I would be arrested. I mean, it was like I was getting in so much trouble. I was going down such a bad path. It was the best thing my mom ever did. I think that was part of it too, because she could see it. You know, I was smoking, I was smoking cigarettes in seventh grade. Who does that? Kids now are smoking weed. So I was smoking weed in seventh grade. They're drinking alcohol. You know, I remember when I had my first cigarette with them, Marble Light One Hundred, and we we used to go to the neighborhood next door, which was kind of like a nicer community, uh, because the the girls, our, our friends, the girls lived over there. Mm. And we would go, and they had a cigarette machine in their little country club, and you could just go buy cigarettes. It was real easy. So. That's cool. Well, I mean, just look at the difference, though. You guys you said you were kind of doing the same thing, and you're successful, and and he's uh, I don't know what happened to him, but it's weird fine. how you you can do two of this, two people do the same thing, and one can go one way, and one go the other way. It's crazy, isn't it? Just weird mm-hmm. how that works out. Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah, much success on this side of things. Cause I'm getting ready to do everything's better with fuck. I mean, you know, you've made it in life when you do everything's better with fuck. So, uh, right. yeah, uh, again, and I think I'm going to do this going into the new year too, uh, is I like the idea of instead of just doing one movie, I'm going to start doing numerous movies, a little more work, but that's okay. And do it topically. So you guys can, we can turn it into a game. Yeah. Because I know like a lot of our old listeners from the radio show, they're like, bring back Game of Tones. None of those bits that we did on the radio show would work. They not just would Not on the podcast. Well, not in the podcast form, not with live interaction, and uh, not without Steve. Steve, Steve made, uh, was a huge part, I should say, in those bits. 
And a lot of them were tailor-made to him. I uh, did that on purpose. Uh, and he played the part well, right? So mm-hmm. that's what made those bits, you know, if I'm going to be truthful and, and give credit where credit is due. Well, and then during, like, when we had to start working remotely, it, they just didn't come off the same because there was such a delay. You know, he was always last because even if he buzzed in in time, it was always like 10 seconds later. Right, exactly. Yeah, so the the, the bits that were geniusly created and executed uh, just kind of fell apart. So we'll make our new, you know, make a new one, be creative, do something different. So everything's better with fuck will now turn into a game. So uh, this week's topic is better with fuck, not so Christmas movies. Mm. Better than fuck, not so Christmas movies. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. And if you're ready to give a fuck about your health, then you make sure you check out Chef Erica and ericanicoleday.com. That is her website. Do that on your talkie box. She is an experienced culinary medicine consultant. She is a private chef. She's got a medical and high-end restaurant background, and she is available at your service for consulting on meal planning, weight loss. Yeah. Nikki D. I'm going to lose some weight. Helping with medical conditions, Brandon, and your craps. <laughs> medical condition or strict macros for bodybuilding and fitness training dates all right so it covers all of us yeah erica nicole so reach out to her plus she's awesome all right so i'll play the clip not so christmas movies everything's better with fuck you rate it one to ten for me ten being the best on how you like the clip whoever whatever clip scores the highest gets played a second time and then you guys, just a free-for-all, go ahead and try to guess the movie. You get a point for the movie, and you get a point for the year. I like the free-for-all because you always let Nate go first. Yeah, okay, so free-for-all, all right? Does that work? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Let all me right. guess. I'll write your names down. All right, here's the first one. Now, don't say it until after the clip's done, by the way. Right. Don't ruin my hard work. <laughs> what happened? Did you injure yourself? On that ski slope. Is that why you cut short your vacation? Came back. You know, it's a blur. I, I mean, not complete amnesia. I, 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 I remember Sister Mary Margaret fucking in church and Betsy Riley saying it was morning sickness. And I remember the time I forgot to wear my underpants to school. And the name of the boy who noticed was Ricky Friedberg. He's dead now. Remember, not-so-Christmas movies. They're movies that some could argue are Christmas movies based off of the background, the time of year, whatever, but some say it's not. So, anyway, 1 to 10, Nate? Uh, I will start off with a 7 with that one. I like it. All right. Well placed. Thank you very much. Brandon? Uh, Fucking in the Catholic Church. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. All right. Nikki D? I'm going to give that one a six. Yeah, because it said church and stuff. Mm. All right, now this will be the free-for-all part. Uh, I'm going to count down three, two, one, and you go ahead and scream out the movie. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Christopher Walken. That's oh, not no, a that's movie, you dumbass. That's I was about to say, what movie is that is him, though? That is him, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, you're an idiot. I'm so clueless on this movie. Uh, Wedding Crashers? Mm. 
Every time I hear Sister Mary Margaret, I only think about Sister Ed. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> uh, catch me if you can. Who's the female? I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out who she was. It sounded like... Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, <gasps> no way! Oh, is that it? <laughs> and there was a third voice in there, too. Quickly, there was a third voice. Which was the star of the movie. Dang, all I got was Michelle. Uh, Taking off her clothes. The last great dance. Batman. <laughs> wow. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, what was? Batman Forever. Batman Returns. Oh, there you what? go. You get it. Batman Returns. <laughs> and what's the year? 1992. You get another what? point. <laughs> Woo! Nicely done. Tim Burton reimagines Gotham City in the Batman sequel, which follows Bruce Wayne, played by the great Michael Keaton, arguably the best Batman to ever play Batman, as he tries to prevent Oswald Cobblepot, played by Danny DeVito, from killing Gotham's firstborn sons. Bruce also finds himself falling for Selena Kyle, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Let's go. Arguably the best Catwoman. I don't know. Kravitz is, nah, uh, Zoe Holly, Kravitz did a really good job. Holly was the best Catwoman. Oh, Holly Berry was good too. She huh? was the best. Yeah. Uh, amid the background of Christmas time. Christmas time was in that movie. Not so Christmas movies. Okay. So seven, six, eight, and two points for Nikki D. Nicely done. Here we go. Second uh, clip. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Where did you get this? Oh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I fuck him up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. Can I fuck him up, Dad? <laughs> uh, all right, give me a score, Nate. Uh, I like that one better. I, uh, I'll do an eight for that. All right. Fuck him up, dad. Yeah, fuck him up, dad. All right. Brandon? Yeah, I enjoyed that one. I'll give it an eight as well. All right, Nikki? I'm giving it an eight also. I love the clip. All right, excellent. All right, uh, free for all. What's the movie? Gremlins. Gremlins. I was first. <laughs> what year? 95. 94. 84. Brandon, he got it first, 84. Ah. I for... said 84. He said 94. Oh, did you say 94. Yeah, I, I said did. 84. <laughs> oh, that I appreciate you being honest. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you went from 95 to 84 pretty no, quick. <laughs> I said 84. <laughs> uh, wow, Nikki. That's yes, I'm crushing. Pretty remarkable. Four <laughs> points there. Gremlins. You're stealing points from us, but let's, okay. Billy, oh, please. <laughs> Billy Peltzer, played by Zach Galligan, receives a small furry creature from his father as a Christmas present. When he fa fails to follow the rules, what are some of the rules? Taking care of gremlins. Don't feed it after midnight. Yeah, and don't, don't get, get it wet. wet. Yeah, don't get it wet. When he fails to follow the rules for taking care of it, Billy's new pet wreaks havoc on his own town on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Gizmo. He what? His name was Gizmo, right? Gizmo. Mm -hmm. Gizmo was the good gremlin. Do you know the name of the bad gremlin? Oh. Gonzo. No. <laughs> That was a good guess. I was it like, is a good guess, but no. Gonzo? No. Darn, what was it? 
Nate, you should know this. You've been seeing this word constantly for the last two weeks. Um, hmm. Fabio? No, not Fabio. See, what's great about the when you turn it into a game, for those that are listening, are screaming. They are. At the pot, you know, that, 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 by the way, anytime I were to create a game, the first objective to any game is you want the audience that you can't see screaming at their car. That's, that's, that, that makes a good game. Uh, that's why all of our games, our bits were, were really, were really good. Very clever, but that's what makes a good game. And I know people are screaming at their podcast right now. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the one with the mohawk? Wasn't yes. it the same mohawk? No, not mohawk, but yes, it was the one with the mohawk. Don't cheat, Nate. I see you Googling. Yeah. <laughs> screen lit up. You've seen that face before on somebody on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the light hit his face. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm switching between my notes and not. Uh, what does it start with? I can't. Got a clue? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a clue. If... Oh, Magua. No, wait, no, that's no, what they that's were. What they, they were oh, Maguas, okay. yeah. If it peed more and you added an R, you might lose your clothes. If it peed more. Or urinator. Um. If it peed one more time and you added an R, you might lose your clothes. Thank you for those that got it, that are listening. <laughs> Wexler? No, I gave Nate a clue just for Nate. You know, I said you've seen this word constantly for the last two weeks. We actually had a comment. Huh, no, we, that's too Torn. <laughs> we actually had a conversation about this word uh, in the last two weeks. Actually, a couple conversations. Mm. It's a very simple word. It's a common word. Vincent? No. (laughs) Incent? Is that what you said? Vincent. Oh, Vincent? No. (laughs) It's not a name. It's it's not a name. It's actually a descriptive word. So it'd be an adjective. Right? No. No, it'd be a noun. I guess this, yeah, this, because it's a name. It's a noun. But like I said, if it peed one more time and you add an R... You might it lose its clothes. Peter? Peter? No, not Peter. <laughs> Peter? It's it's a non uh uh um gender name. It's not a name. Like it's not a name name. It's a it's a thing. Thing. Yeah. Mm. 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 Bad boy. Binary. I'm trying to think of another clue for you guys. Um Oh, when Bill Murray was younger, he was in this. Stripes? Stripe? Stripe. Yeah, Stripe. Oh, uh, okay. There go. I what was his name? Stripe? Yeah, that's what his name was. Stripe. Stripe. I had all the I had the gremlin characters. I had the gizmo and had Stripe and all that stuff. Stripe was the bad guy. Yeah. What's uh? What was the P thing? Stripper. Oh, if you add a if if it peed one more time and you add an R, it loses clothes. 
I thought that was pretty clever. Maybe not. But there's two P's in stripper. Stripper, isn't there? Yeah, you'd have to pee. Pee one more time. Add a P. I see. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense after you get them. I tell you, every time. Okay. Uh, all right. This last one will be worth uh, 15 points. Okay. So the last one's worth 15 points. Oh, he just points. doesn't want me to win. That's crazy. <laughs> right. All right. Here's your clip. So, fuck. What is fuck? Oh, it's like slang from England. What's fuck? Oh, so fuck. Nate, score one to ten. Uh, I like the last one better. Ooh. Actually, better than the other two. I, I'm going six on this one. Wow. I thought this one was the city titties. Brandon? Uh, it was a little quick. I like how you threw a lot of fucks in there, though. But I'm going to give it a seven. All right. Nikki? Uh, I didn't really like this one either. I'm going to give it a seven. It was very quick. I don't barely even know what happened. Okay. You don't have to say you don't like it. You just... I said I don't like this one better than yeah, the other Yeah, you don't one. say, yeah, but you don't have to say negative stuff about my work. I'm not she actually said, who put this together? This fucking sucks. <laughs> that's what I heard. Like, yeah, me too. Look at my fave. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's not going to win. Anyway, uh, free for all the movie is obviously. I couldn't even really hear what they were saying. Me either. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, fuck. What is fuck? Oh, it's like slang from England. I did it quick on purpose. Because that's like, the parent trap. No, right actress, wrong movie. Clueless. No, wrong. Just go with it. Actress, right idea. I don't know what that is. No. Oh, Freaky Friday. No. You're you're like right around the you're like right around the nipple. <laughs> I mean, this is the movie. I mean, guys. This is like the Bible. Unfortunately, for Nate and I, it's probably on our televisions more than we'd like. Oh, my mm. goodness. I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I was like, that was a close. I was just, I was method acting right there. True lies? No. <laughs> I feel like this is where Lindsay Lohan has like a twin sister. No, that's Parent yeah. Trap. Parent Trap. But, yes, Lindsay Lohan. Hmm. Can't even think what other movies she's in. Why? either. The movie of all movies. Movie of all movies. Again, this is people screaming at the radio right now. You guys. Lindsay Lohan, a not Christmas movie in England. Oh, I said Clueless. Um, uh, mean Girls. Thank you for the love of titties and boobs. God almighty. Nate, uh, 15 points right there. Know the year? <laughs> 2002. That is wrong. 2005. 1998. No, not 98. What did you say? 2005. 2005. That's wrong, too. 2003. 2004. 2004, Nikki. <laughs> There you go. What? I'll give you 16 points for that. <laughs> so you won. I already got the 15. There's no more points to be given. I already had 16. No, you already had four, and then you just got an extra 16. So you got the score 20 to 15 is the final score. Oh, so we're going to cheat on the podcast, too. I see I how it won. is. <laughs> uh, and the winner, back to me, is, uh, oh, by the way, Mean Girls, a tw 2004 comedy, follows uh, Katie Heron. Lindsay Lohan throughout the entire school year. She 
infiltrates the popular girl clique as the winter talent show. Katie saves the plastics with Jingle Bell Rock in the dance routine by singing the holiday tune after her boombox gets kicked off stage. Also, Rachel McAdams and all kinds of people, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, uh, it's lo- uh, uh, um, Lizzie uh, Bo- Lizzie Board Washington. No, Lizzie, whatever. She's McGuire? A, uh, the, the, the gay guy. I mean, everybody's in. So, But that's not the one that won. Gremlins won. Here it is. Dad, it's really neat. Where did you get this? Oh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I fuck him up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. <laughs> Can I fuck him up, Dad? I love that clip. Can I fuck him up? I don't know. Was it was it Big uh, Little Chinatown or what's that movie? Big, big Chinatown. Oh, big, big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, with Ru- um, Kurt Russell. Yep. Yeah, and uh, the chick from Mannequin. With the Asian green-eyed girl? No, 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 the, the blonde that gets kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Well, they both get kidnapped, right? Yes, but the blonde, the 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 loving, she was like the reporter or something like that. She gets kidnapped. She's also in Sex in the City, but mannequin, blonde hair, she had a mole in her thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good um, movie, Big Trouble Little China. Was it uh, Kim Cattrall? Kim Cattrall, yes, very good. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, with that being said, and uh, we'd mentioned this earlier, this is our last quote unquote live show. So next week, starting on Monday, you'll get uh, the BS Christmas listener takeover and you get to hear some of your fellow two percenters and uh, some are longer than the others and some say some weird shit. But uh, we appreciate it nonetheless, because you're saying nice things about whatever episode you picked. And then you can relive that episode. So, you know, in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, enjoy your family and enjoy the holidays. Enjoy whatever it is that you celebrate. Uh, definitely want you to be safe. Uh, I will tell you, you know, going into a new year, you know, I, I, I you know, goof and stuff in the New Year's resolutions and stuff. But um, and, and I'm not going to be sappy about this year and, you know, being the first time I've been self-employed and why, 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 why. It's like, oh, woe is me. I'm not that guy. Uh, but I will tell you that this has been uh, an incredible year. It's been scary. It's been challenging. It's been exciting. It's been exhilarating. It's been fun. It's been stressless, you know. I don't want to say stress-free, but stressless. Uh, and I've met a lot of people that I probably would have normally wouldn't have met, you know, with the radio show. Um, but it is, it's scary. You know, I was talking to uh, Nick the other day about this. You know, it's like, you need clients to do this, just like any business, this type of business, you need clients. So when these clients renew, if they don't, some of them renew for whatever reason, then you're without clients and you're without money. Um, so got to continue to to get clients. So if anybody is interested in advertising with us going into 2023, or you know somebody that is, please let us know. Reach out to us, podcastthebs.com. It'd be much appreciated. Also, the... Um, Subscriptions become a premium two percenter. You get your episodes early. Remember, next year we're going to be going to three BSs a week. So three radio shows. We're dropping the good, bad, and the ugly. We're dropping the black cloud. We'll keep the top three because everybody likes that. Uh, we'll we're, obviously, if you're a two premium two percenter, you're getting the the Brandy and Lindsay podcast. You're getting the Clueless Two podcast. There are some podcasts that might be added to the network, and there are some things in the works that we're not only planning as far as event-wise goes, but there's things in the works for the show. 
uh, which, you know, you could be a part of. We want you to be a part of it. Our social community is fantastic. So thanks for being a part of that. If you're not, again, podcastthebs.com, all of our social channels are up there, especially the YouTube. I'd like to get those subscribers up. Um, we're closing in on a, you know, kind of a milestone number on Instagram. If you're not there or Facebook does really well, but the other ones need a little kick on those. So if you could help out with that, we'd appreciate it. Other than that, uh, thank you again for everything in 2022 and looking forward to see what 2023 holds for us, uh, one way or the other. So thank you guys for all of your hard work for making this happen. Um, talking to you guys on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to buddy, the elf for uh, doing our video work. Thanks to Pee Wee for doing the video work for most of the year. That was, you did a great job, really good stuff. And, uh, you know, so other than that, you know, thanks to our sponsors and thanks to our advertisers and thanks to everybody, you know, so it was a team effort. So Nate, you got anything before we get out? Merry Christmas fuckers. Merry Christmas fuckers. Brandon. Uh, close your mouth when looking up in the sky. Why? You might catch something in there. Oh, okay. A snowflake. Yeah, snowflake. Nikki? I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and I want to encourage people not to stress this holiday season. Just have some fun. Not to stress. FTK. What's that? F them kids. Fuck them (laughs) kids? Why did you say that? Because you're not giving your... stress about holidays and finances and kids just don't worry about it just oh. have fun oh by the oh by the way some of the stuff that i got you in that bag can you share that with your daughter so she has something to open for christmas yeah i'll give her something yeah i mean wrap something just so she has something to open and give her the bag and if you are <laughs> if you are coming over our house let us know so we can have something for her okay i feel right. bad that poor child don't feel bad for she her. grow up to be a psycho serial hey, killer all right look uh have yourself a great holiday thanks so much for the support we'll talk to you soon and bye Get off my lawn! It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here!